In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. So that's where the song loses me a little bit. Uh, this is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. What you're hearing to me is my favorite song in the Bravo extended universe universe it is my favorite song by done by any reality star i'm including paris hilton i'm including kim kardashian i'm including all of that dj james kennedy this is a song ironically and unironically that i love i have legitimately listened to top man i bet i think itunes keeps track of how many times you listen to a song i shit you not i've listened to that song in the hundreds sometimes if i'm deep in thought i'll play it and i'll just drive around with it on repeat I mean, not on purpose, it just sometimes it happens that way. You guys, what is up? I'm so excited about that song. I'm so excited about this show. We are at episode 21. My mom even called and said, I didn't think you'd last past episode five. And that was that was hurtful. Um, you guys, uh, right up top, thank you so much. I've got so much to talk to you guys. Uh, I was going to do a couple segments that I'm going to have to cut because this is such a long show. I did such a fun, crazy, good interview Earlier, this so this is we're doing it again, folks. So this is Monday night. We release tomorrow. Usually, I release tomorrow morning. It is eleven forty-two at night, and I'm just starting editing now. I just did a two-hour interview with our guest tonight, and it was awesome. Um, I got my hands on this uh, tomorrow night's episode of Vanderpump Rules, 
And um, so I'm going to release tomorrow instead of the morning. I will be releasing. You'll you'll hear this after Vanderpump Rules tomorrow. Uh, it will be here for you to to tomorrow night. Which I don't know who would listen tomorrow night after watching Vanderpump Rules. But if you want to, it'll be there Wednesday morning. It'll be there for you as well. These are long episodes, folks. Use the timestamps as I tell you every week. You do not have to digest these all in one sitting. If you do, that's amazing. I've talked to a lot of you guys that listen during the day, and that's I mean, wow, hats off, you guys. Um, like good job. Thank you. Um, but you do not have to listen to the whole thing. You can skip around, see which parts you, you like, see which parts you don't. Um, but thank you so much for sticking with me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to get all the, uh, the business up, uh, up top out of the way. Um, uh, email, email us. So bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. If you guys have Bailey blunders, those are the stories that where I, where I screw up an aspect of my life very badly. And then I tell you something deeply personal and then we're all, we're all closer. We're all better people for it. But I, I'm I'm asking you guys for Bailey blunders, not what you think I might screw up at next. I'm asking you for your own Bailey blunders. What's a time in your life that you might've really screwed up, maybe shit your pants, maybe, I don't know, uh, had, had, had inter, uh, intercourse with somebody you didn't want to, and it turned out funny or crazy or weird. Don't tell that to your therapist or your friend. Tell it to me. And then I'll read it in this podcast. I won't say your name and we're going to talk through it. We'll be we'll be all that much bonded together. So please send those in. I have a couple so far and I'd like to get a great deal more of them because um, it'll just make me feel better about my life. So do that. Follow me on Instagram at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Bailey25. I had a show account, but it's just too I don't want to keep switching back and forth. It's already confusing for me on Instagram. I can only do so many things at once. Subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. Please subscribe and rate it five stars if you like it. That would be awesome. It really does help. You guys have kept me on the iTunes, the the Apple Podcast chart now for a little bit, and that's blows me the hell away and it scares the hell out of me because I just, I have this weird fear and I don't know why, but I just, I I get this weird fear that everybody's going to leave me at some point, not even just in podcasting, just in general, but that's not, that's not your, that's not, that's not your guys's, that's not your problem, is it? So you guys, what are we going to, what do we have tonight? Okay. So Vanderpump Rules, we are three episodes in. We're going to talk about the third episode, and my guest today is somebody very um, close in the Vanderpump Rules universe, Um, Janet Elizabeth. She is uh, somebody I've known for a bit now, and I've always found her hysterically funny when we go out. I followed her on Twitter, and I find her hysterically funny on there, and she's Sheena's good friend. She's she's co-hosted Shenanigans, Sheena's podcast a bunch of times and she's great on there. She's really good color commentary. And I just think she's a really unique, funny individual. We were both born in Columbus, Ohio. She grew up there. She has a really good kind of, uh, you know, Midwestern small town sensibility. We both uh, make our families a good uh, a good part of our jokes. Her mom sounds hysterical. I hope you guys like that. The first part of our interview is a little bit about her life, a little bit about just the stuff I like to find out about people. And I hope you guys dig that too as I get more personal with these. Um, I've saved a lot of the the heartbreaking stories for the end of these episodes. And I know the, the last two episodes, I've said some really sad stuff, but, and and a lot of you guys have reached out. I'm all right. You guys, I'm all right. Um, a lot of you guys wrote about my uncle Dale and his passing away. And I really appreciate all of that. He was a great man. He still is a great man. Nothing changes. We keep these people alive in our memories. And I really, really do believe that. So I have no, and and thank you so much for my friend who had, um, 
who who had taken his own life. Um, so thank you so much for reaching about out about those. Um, you know, this week, this past week was so crazy just in terms of difficulty and, and so much stuff I was doing. This week is shaping up to be the same way, but it is really worth it when I know you guys are listening, when you guys are laughing. Are you guys still laughing about that Justin Bieber segment from Friday? That was insane. You know what I'm talking about? Hi, Justin. Hello. Hey. Justin, hi. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm good. Hi. How are you? Oh, my God. Do you have I your computer not- with you? Yes, that was the one, the only Justin Bieber <laughs> badgering his fans to download his new single, Yummy. Um, I would, I'm going to ask for you guys to give me your numbers so I can call you over the week and be like, uh, hey, it's Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Oh, Ryan, oh, Ryan, is it you? Yes, it is me. And then there'll be an awkward pause and then I'll be like, do you have your computer with you? Take it out. Hey, hey. Good old Apple Podcasts. Stream it. So yeah, stream all of it. Yep, subscribe. Does your mom have a phone? Go grab it. Stream it there too. Yeah. Do you got friends? Do they have phones? Stream it there. No, isn't that crazy? He's. It's like, I'm all for like publicizing or trying to publicize, but I usually feel like the biggest idiot. I can't imagine being somebody that's like worth tens of millions of dollars and having to like call people that are genuinely in love with you and then be like, Hey, do you got your computer with you? Do you got a strong Wi-Fi signal? <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's your Wi-Fi, what's your Wi-Fi password? Do you have any siblings? Do you have any siblings? Can you, can you go get their phones? I can't. The, the thought of it. The thought of see. No matter how successful you are, you're always going to be some idiot asking preteens for their beautiful little sister. Does she have a wife? I mean. The guy's a grown man with with a wife and Lyme's disease, and he's asking 12-year-olds, hey, are your parents asleep? Are your parents asleep? I'm so sorry. I can't do this with myself. It makes me laugh too much. I love the people that didn't listen to Friday's episode. They're like, what the hell? I just talk about this whole situation. It's going to make me laugh for the rest of my life. Oh, God. If I ever meet Justin Bieber, I'm going to be like, hey, hey, Justin, do you have your your computer with you? It's like this girl, this girl's freaking out. Like, kill to meet Justin. Kill to eat. Like, they're just talking on the phone. He's like, he does, he's like a robot. He's just like, what electronics do you have on? Can you download on your watch? So sorry. I'm so sorry, you guys. We got quite a show for you today. Like I said, Janet Elizabeth will come on. This interview with Janet is like two hours long. First part, we talk about family stuff and growing up, but then we get into the Vanderpump Rules stuff. 
And it is good stuff, you guys. Good stuff. We talk a little bit about Jackson Brittany's wedding. She was there. We talk about this season. We talk about tomorrow night's episode, which she is in. You might notice a character named Janet who is hemming Sheena's skirt because she wants it shorter to show off her sexy body. Guess who is hemming that dress? Miss Janet Elizabeth. So, yeah, I'd say this show has star power. She also is, you know, like the host uh, here and there of Sheena's podcast, Shenanigans. So, of course, we're going to call this Ryananigans tonight. But we don't just have that. Now, there is a couple of segments I'm going to cut because we are already running long. But we have some Bailey Mail, which is just Daily Mail articles that I've repurposed and call them Bailey Mail. Uh, we have a bit of a Kardashian update. You remember that family. Janet, by the way, has a great Kardashian story at the very end. Um and we have, uh, you know, of course, the sad songs I, I play at the end. But first, would you indulge me if I just happen to go back and kind of go through Top Man by DJ James Kennedy? Because it is a song that means so much to me. So everybody, do you have your computer with you? Let us start the show. So Top Man, let's go through these lyrics. Now, Weird thing about the lyrics is I could not find them online. I could not find them online at all. And I think this song came out close to three years ago now. And I remember I was in a Facebook group called Emotionally Broken Psychos based on the podcast uh, Emotionally Broken Psychos, which I don't know if if it exists anymore. I know the company um, does like – uh, Smush Room with Troy McKeady and I know he's coming on soon to this this podcast, but – uh, there was a Facebook group that I had a lot of fun in, and it, uh, one of the only ones. And um, <laughs> uh, it used to be so much fun. Like I never knew what Facebook groups were until um, until that that time, and I didn't realize there was all these people that liked the same stuff I liked. So it was really cool. But I remember this song came out, and I liked it, and I I couldn't find the lyrics, so I wrote down all the lyrics. But then that Facebook um, group got deactivated, and all those posts that I had spent so much wasted time on disappeared with it. So uh, producer Linda, who you heard on Friday's episode, she wrote the letter applying to be Jax's assistant. Um, she tried to take a crack at writing down the lyrics. She is a saint, um, uh, uh, a God among men. And this is what she came up with. Now let's see what we can decipher. So I don't know if this is true. You know, he, he raps very fast, very good, Sometimes not clear with the accent, but this is what Linda came up with. Let's see what we can decipher from this, okay? Now, if I get the meaning incorrect, it just might mean Linda wrote it down wrong, okay? Uh, Linda makes a little note. Did this based off listening to it myself, and the few things bolded mean I could not figure out what was actually being said despite listening a hundred times. Now, producer Linda, if if literally one lyric is wrong, done. You're fired, okay? Done. Um, okay, so... The, the song starts off, you know it's going to be good because it's like ding, 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 and I'm already all ears. And then DJ James Kennedy out of nowhere, he goes, top man, he's a bad man, she said. So what I take that to mean is there's a guy named Top Man, okay? It's like Batman or something like that, but it's like they call him Top Man. He's a bad man. So it's like she said. So there's a girl telling us this. There's a girl that's like, hey, do you know this guy Top Man? He's a bad man. And that is just like, she scared him. I don't know what he did to her, but she has had history with him or she has heard things and it's happened to her friends, whatever Top Man did. Okay. So we know that already. Top Man, let's stay away from him. 
we can't tell if he's like a superhero because like there's Batman, Spider-Man. I don't know if Top Man has powers, you know, but he, he I think he is like a superhero, but I could, I don't know. So then it was Top Man, he's a bad man. She said, let me on your jet and I'll get you well fed. So is she trying to escape Top Man? Like, is she at like a private, like a PJ, like a Randall Emmett private jet air park? And she's like, ah, she's screaming. She's like, Top Man, he's after me. Let me on your jet and I'll get you well fed. The I'll get you well fed part. What does that mean though? Is she traveling with food? And also if you're at a private jet, you assume, I've watched Vanderpump Rules, you assume that they have food on the PJ. So if she's saying, I'll get you well fed by if you let me on your jet, that doesn't make sense because it's like, first off, Hey lady, I got my own food. If you'd like to ask for a ride, fine. Or you can, you know, provide like a service of friendship, but I don't need food. That's what I would say. And also, you know, I'm trying to diet. I don't like this. Anyways. So then she goes, let me on your jet and I'll get you well fed. I got the king bed, royal, royal blue sheets. I got the king bed, royal blue sheets. Is that on the PJ or she saying to the guy back at home where you're taking me, I got a king bed royal blue sheets. And then she said, she said, she'll show me love, but she ain't a groupie. So I think, I think that's what happened though. The food thing, I think the food thing was like, no, I don't need food. And then she was like, fine, I'll have sex with you, but I'm not one of your groupies, which then leads me to think we're dealing with a musician. We're dealing with a musician because groupies hang out with musicians. So I think this is in sync Maybe back in their heyday. I don't think it's the 70s because private jets weren't as big. Um, so I think it's like NSYNC or maybe Aerosmith, um, Metallica maybe. No, maybe Guns N' Roses. So a big band though because she wants to make it clear she's not a groupie. So this is – oh, you know who it could be? It could be Post Malone. Do you think it's Post Malone? Post Malone. That would make a little more sense I think just in the whole situation. Um and then it goes, love the, love the, see, I think this is wrong. Love the void, north side, court side. So, north side, court side. I be in Arizona, north side, no lie. Now, Linda bolded this, which means she has no clue what it is. So, if we're to take Linda having super ears, so love the boy, north side, court side. Who's this boy that they love all of a sudden? You know, oh, okay, so no, I think what happened, that first paragraph, is that's when the girl meets this – she's running away from Top Man. She meets this guy with a private jet. She's like, I'll sleep with you, but I'm not a groupie. Then this next stanza, I think it's flash forward 15 years and they've had a child. And that's – and then it's love the boy, north side, court side. So they have a boy now. And then it goes, I be Arizona, north side, no lie. Doesn't matter though because they can't see us. If it ain't Austin, you are Prius. No, Linda, that's – I think it's Aston. If it ain't Aston, you're a Prius, like Prius, like the car, PR, not pre-us. Because Linda wrote, if it ain't Aston, A-S-T-N, you are pre-space us. I think it's Prius, the car, but you think it's pre-us, which pre-us would mean, well, that might make sense because it's pre-us, pre the time when they met on the jet field. Um, and then it goes, hurry, got jokes, that's pretty us. So that means they're like a fun couple. Like after all these years, they met in a crazy way, but they always laugh at life together and like everything worked out. And then it goes pretty girls in the back party bus. So this is what I, what I 
what I'm assuming is that this couple that met on the private jet field 15 years later, they have a son, but they also rent one of those party bus. Uh, they rent like a party bus thing where they rent it out to like, you know, just people wanting to have a good time in whatever city and they take them around to all the sites and you can like drink on the back and stuff like bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, that kind of stuff. I think they co-run, co-run this business. And then it goes, just have fun though. Cause I hate fuss takes too long and it's dumb as fuck. And I think that's how they've chosen to live their life. It's just like, Hey, after we escaped top man and I met you, let's just have fun. Like I hate the fuss. Fuss takes too long and it's dumb as fuck. So like live every moment to the fullest. I'm almost positive. I'm right on that. And then it goes, hold up, mate. You can't compete. And what I think happened here is top man found her top man found her 15 years later. She has a family and top man approaches her and goes, hold up, mate. You can't compete. I like to keep my night real neat. I like to keep my night. Or I always thought Linda had said, I like to keep my nice real neat. But you think it's, I like to keep my nights real neat. And that would make sense with this kind of interpretation because Top Man, he strikes in the dark. He does work at night, but he does he keeps it real neat. There's, there's no clues left behind. Dateline would never be able to do a story on Top Man because he's that good of a, an assassin. And then it goes, fuck all you haters are oppressed the, their lead. Now, Linda bolded this in black, which means she could be wrong. But fuck all you haters are oppressed their league. Who's the league? Oppress. So oppress means to, to hold something back. Their league. What league? Is this an underground league of bad guys? Standing on my own ground, just two feet, homie, take a seat. If I don't win, it's because I didn't cheat. Thinking you know me, nah, didn't meet. Got the real fam around me, so I can't see, yeah. Got the real fam around me, so I can't see, yeah. So yeah, dude, this is obviously the couple is up against Top Man now. And Top Man has his thing of bad guys, but our crew, the mom and, and the dad that met on the airfield, they have their crew of people. And they got their real fam around me. So right now, it's a competition between Top Man and his gang and this family who has now a 15-year-old son and they run a party bus company. We They don't specify where. So it's a real battle of good versus evil. And I just, I'm just getting this as I read it. This is a really, you know, it's a fun song. But now, as I go through it, it's a powerful song. It is a song of meaning. It's a song. It's a, it's a fight song, a rebellion song, a song of freedom. So this is, it's very inspirational. And then it goes into this chorus, got weed, got deed, house fresh, I do. Got weed, got deed, house fresh, I do. Just clean those stems on deck, I do. No bomb white gushies on yet. Top man, don't take too long. Don't take, got weed, got deed, have. Okay, so this is got weed, got deed, house fresh. So they're, I think they're packing. They're running away. So he's packing the weed because I think they sell dirt weed under the table on top of the party bus company. Got deed, which is the deed to the house, and then house fresh, which is mean they cleaned it for the next people. Just clean those stems on deck. Now, what does that mean? Like stems on deck. Stems can mean glasses, stemware. It could also mean legs. Just clean those stems on deck. Like deck also is like a boat, like below deck. Are they on a boat? So potentially what this means is that they escape to a boat because top man doesn't know how to... Maybe he's like afraid of the ocean. So the only place for this couple to go is on the sea. New bomb, white girl, she on. New bomb, white girl, 
Michael Sheehan, Top Man, Don't Take Too Long. Oh, I think this is like they're saying, you better not take too long because Top Man doesn't take too long. So we got to go. We got to clean this house and we got to get on the water. Um, and then a Top Man, he's a bad man. She said, let me on your jet and I'll get you wealthy. So yeah, then it goes back to that. And then um, there's another guy, Black Elvis, B-L-K-E-L-V-I-Z, I believe. He does the rap breakdown in this. And it is so crazy that I'm not going to even attempt to break it down. Because it's just too... I. I can't even, I can't even do it. I'm her top bitch, like she at the top shop. I took her out to let her hit her with the chop chop. She want the top cop, woo, I'm a man. I'm a shine, and I'm grind, and I'm fucking with my bands. My girl beauty out of here, she from the Netherlands. Spit more walking to the top like Peter Pan, I never land. Action girl, I've been a man. Do you have your computer with you? So I have no clue what uh, I think it's Black Elvis. I don't. I don't even. I can't. I'm a great lyric interpreter. Have zero clue what that was. Zero clue. But DJ James Kennedy, God Among Men. I need to tell you something so crazy that happened tonight. So I went over to Janet's to interview her. And she lives with my buddy Logan, who you heard on the Ariana Maddox episode, I believe episode 10. You guys, if you don't, if you have, if you're just starting, go back and listen. You can listen anytime. But we did an interview with Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules uh, 11 episodes ago. It was great. But Logan is one of her best friends. And one of my really good friends, and they came on. So Janet and Logan live together. And I said, I'm calling this episode Top Man, and I'm breaking down the lyrics. But the thing is, I don't really know the lyrics. And Logan was like, let me text James, because they're all friends. And uh, let's see if he knows the lyrics. And I was like, holy shit. Because I truly am a DJ James Kennedy fan. Like, I can ironically laugh at the show. But at the same time, there's that little kid in me that is super excited about show things. Like I genuinely love the show. Like I love to make fun of the show, but I also love the show. Like, I think we're all a lot like that, right? Like we, I think especially the people that listen to this podcast, like we get the humor of it, but we still like it. So they texted DJ James Kennedy and I was like, okay, whatever. Hopefully I can get the lyrics and that'll save me from interpreting the, you know, uh, the lyrics. All of a sudden DJ James Kennedy calls on FaceTime and I'm like, oh my God, I'm naked. No, I was so excited. And so they answer and he's like, what's up? Not to me, to, to them. You know, I'm hiding in the background and, you know, they're talking and stuff. And uh, he asked, he asked DJ James Kennedy for the lyrics of Top Man. And he's like, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, I don't have it. You know, he's like, that's three iPhones ago. You know, I lost it. And. I was like, genius, that's amazing that he potentially doesn't have the lyrics to his own song. But then he was he was on vacation in Hawaii, and Raquel was not in the hot tub with him, but in the other room. And I was just like, this is crazy. And I did not tape it like I should have, because, you know, I don't want to upset my friends. But, but he said, and then he's like, listen to my new song. And he started rapping his new song. And I think I passed out. I blacked out. And... He, no, he rapped it and it was, it sounded really good. He was rapping really fast. He sounded like things were rhyming. I was very excited to hear. It was like what I imagine if like Counting Crows, like let me hear some of their new album. It was a very special moment for me. And then, um, yeah, it was just, it was a really special moment. So I did not get the lyrics from DJ James Kennedy, 
but I got to hear his voice. And I got to tell you, it's like, damn, that guy is funny as hell. He got on that phone with them and he was joking about being on vacation. He's just a charming guy. And we're not going to cover last week's episode of Vanderpump Rules. We're skipping ahead to tonight's episode that just aired. But we saw the return of DJ James Kennedy last week. And he had a small scene with Lala where they kind of made up. And I got to say, this episode, we didn't see DJ James Kennedy and we need him. We need him on this show. I believe that implicitly, but it was so great to see him again. I'm excited to see what happens to him and Raquel this season. So I just wanted to tell you that special moment. It was like being, it was like hearing this, the voice of God, the voice of God at some sort. But right now we need to switch to the Bailey Mail. That sound effect cost me a thousand dollars. No, you guys, let's start off with Vanderpump updates. Stassi and Bo jumped on the home ownership bandwagon, folks. A plot line this episode, this season of Vanderpump Rules is all three of the Vanderpump Rules couples have houses in the valley, but Stassi and Bo now have a house in the Hollywood Hills instead of the valley. They bought a one point seven million dollar Mediterranean style Hollywood Hills home last week. Um, speaking of Stassi and Bo, a brief update on their wedding guest list. Um, watch what happens live last Tuesday after last week's episode. A viewer called in and asked Kristen if she would be on the guest list to Stassi and Bo's wedding in Rome. Hey, thanks, Andy. Kristen, my question is for you. Um, I was just wondering what the current status was right now with you and Stassi and if you think you'll be invited to the wedding. Stassi and I exchange pleasantries. Um, we text not very often, just kind of congratulating each other on whatever we have going on. And she's made it clear that she'll figure out if she wants to invite me or not as the year moves on. So we'll see. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. I introduced her to Bo, so it's a little weird. Wow. I'll be interested to see how that went so south. Let's go. Yikes. So then Kristen stated in another interview with People TV that neither Ariana or Sheena or invited to Stasi's wedding at all. Listen to this. I spend most of my time at Jackson Brittany's house, close, very close with both of them, still my two best friends. And it does suck for Brittany because she's constantly like, oh, well, I'm going to have people over. Like, Christmas time was just hell on earth. Like, right. Christmas parties, well, like, can Kristen come if they're there? Or, like, who should come? And my opinion is, like, I'm always going to be around, and if they don't want to be around me, that's not their problem, not mine. Middle school, like lunchroom seating all over again. And where does Ariana stand in it? Because she's had troubles with Stassi in the past, and they yeah. had problems. What I'm witnessing, like the, a lot of the girls were in Park City right now, and Ariana and Sheena weren't invited, and um, hearing that they're not also not invited to Stassi's wedding, and they weren't invited to her engagement party. So I wasn't the only one. Is it? Is there a world in which Tom Sandoval would be invited and Ariana wouldn't be invited? No. I don't think it's so. It's either you get them both or you get nine, because that would yeah. be so rude to do. If anything, I think they would invite Ariana over Tom. You know what I mean? <sighs> so when I heard this and read this, I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, Stassi's lost her mind. She has taken it too far. She has eaten too much ranch. She is too basic for this. But then Stassi then commented on an Instagram post with this interview stating, they are invited, LOL. So who knows? I mean, Kristen, she is our queen. We love her, but at the same time, we're seeing... And by the way, wasn't that funny in episode two when Jax had to tell Carter, had to be like, you know, hey, buddy, this is how I see it, you know, man to man. You know, that was a fascinating scene for Jax to preach to anybody. I, You love to see it. You love to see it. You love to see him growing. He's a, he's a, 
he's a man now. No, it was funny. I would be I would be very upset if Jax was like telling me how to, to live my life. I do want that Tom Schwartz shirt he was wearing. I would love to do that. And now I'm hearing again, there is a couple people. There is this whole, I don't know if you ladies feel this, but I'm hearing over and over again how, how hot they think Jax looks this season. And I don't know, you guys. I'm just... It, it, it offends me when I hear that. It offends me on a personal level, and I think we should all band together and agree that he is not hot. Um, <clears throat> so there is that. We'll keep you guys updated on that. We'll keep track of that. Stasi's wedding. It'll be interesting. What did you guys think of their house? It's one of, you know, L.A. houses in the hills. I mean, it's a really cool view. That backyard looks like it's like like six feet of thing because the house just is like four stories. You know, in those houses in the hills, it's hard to have a really big backyard. So it definitely is a house with a lot of character like Stasi, And I love how she kind of was ribbing the, the people that live in the valley like, this is how we do it. Um, I guess there was an interview on Stasi's podcast. Um, what's her podcast? Is it Stasi AF or basic something? It, I, I forgot. Uh, what is it? Shouldn't, uh, Stasi Anigans? No, I, I really I don't know why I'm blanking on Stasi AF. I think it's Stasi AF. I know I, I'm just tired, you guys. It's like one. Um, <laughs> um, hey, do you have your computer with you? Um, <clears throat> no, I guess on her podcast, somebody was saying that Bo was on and they were talking about the buying of the house and they said Bo kind of came off poorly and was being a very man like, you should have let me did this and do this and I went over the paperwork and blah, 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 blah. You know, I and the older I get, and this isn't really kissing women's ass, is ass. Because, listen, I mean, there is a secret to you women, and I don't think you're ever going to let any of us guys in on fully. You have some kind of magic powers. You understand the world. Your your emotional spectrum is really does contain multitudes, but I think there's something secretive that you're not telling us, and you guys have some kind of secrets of the aliens or something, because... The older I get, the more I witness is that girls have a higher threshold for pain. They're smarter. They kind of can get things done much better than men can. And I guess if anything, men have like brute force. We're not even good. Like we're not even really that great at sex. Like from what I understand is the girls like sexually please themselves a lot. So, you know, as I get older, I'm like, what are we here for? Like if you can't have babies, if you, I mean, that's would would be like, hey, providing women with the babies because women have not found out a way to do that themselves yet. But honestly, I think I said this in like one of not this podcast, but another podcast is that I, you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, so a lot of women can go both ways, where they can be sexually fluid, like women and men. But it's like, if I'm going to go up against a woman, the woman's going to always win. Another woman will always beat me. I just. I And that's not even a slam against me. I'm just saying that I believe women to be better. They're, they, I believe. So the only thing that we have is the brute force power. And that's why fucking sleazebags like Harvey Weinstein. Like that's, that's what we have. But every time, you know, I don't know. Like across the board, it seems like women always, I don't know. It just seems like you guys have some sort of secret. And you're able to do things better. better but a lot of the times... You let us think we're we're doing it better and we're to be, you know, and it's like the the social norm is like men need to be listened to, blah, 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 blah. And I have to imagine you just laugh when we get like that because every woman, woman in my life for the most part 
like can get shit way more done than I can. Like I can, like I can stay up all night editing a podcast and maybe a woman wouldn't even really, they, they would be like, that's, you're an idiot. Don't do that. You know, but like that's, and I'm stronger than most women and not even all, just most. Um, speaking of strong, I still, I got to say another thing for that cheer show on Netflix about the cheerleading squad. Um, I'm competing at Daytona this weekend and no, no, I'm not, but like, talk about that. Talk about the girls putting their bodies through that. I mean, come on. I just, I don't know. Anyways, that was a little bit of a, sorry. Um, a little bit of an offshoot thing. So you guys, here's another huge Vanderpump story. And I talked a little bit about this on Friday. We're going to go into a little bit more detail now. And I do talk about this in the interview with Janet a little bit more, but the new guys on Vanderpump rules and they're, they're potentially, well, no, they're racist tweets. Early last week, multiple screenshots from Max Boyan's Twitter uh, surfaced showing him using the N-word multiple times in 2012, specifically calling it his favorite word in a tweet. He released an apology shortly after, stating, I want to sincerely apologize for what I tweeted in 2012. It was wrong on every level. It is not a representation of who I am. I am shocked I ever tweeted that. I am disgusted and embarrassed. I am truly sorry. His Twitter has since been turned private. Then just a couple days later, new screenshots of another newbie, Brett Two Necklace Caprioni's Twitter, also were released with him also using the N-word over a dozen times as recent as 2013. There were also several sexist tweets talking about women's bodies and clothing choices, including one with the hashtag, hashtag women suck. He also released an apology via Instagram. I want to express my deepest apologies for, apologies for the insensitive, ignorant, and hurtful comments I made. I'm incredibly ashamed and accept full responsibility and acknowledge that this language was as unacceptable then as it is now. Please know that I've learned and grown since then and would never use this language today. From the bottom of my heart, I am truly sorry. Lisa released a statement Friday to Us Weekly about it, stating through her rep she does not condone any of the heinous comments made in the past. She continued, I am glad they understand the severity of their offenses and have shown utmost remorse and contrition. I embrace a community of diversity and do not tolerate bigotry of any form within my workplace. Max and Brett are both appropriately ashamed of their past obnoxious teenage arrogance and casual use of unacceptable terms. While both have now matured as adults, they have shown remorse for their prior reckless defamatory statements. What does it all mean for the future of them on this show this season and following seasons as well? I guess that is what we have to keep an eye out for. Now, this conversation is, a, I mean, it's not a slippery slope. What they tweeted was wrong across the board, across the board, no matter what year, no matter what age. Um, I've thought a lot about this, and this is one of those things that I wish I would be able to speak a little bit more eloquently on because I know this is such an important issue, especially in today's uh, political climate and just what's going on in the country around. So I, I really want to, I don't, I, and I have um, uh, one of my friends at, at Mainly Bravo. Um, she has an amazing Twitter and Instagram account. She's going to be coming on uh, in the next week or two. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this. And I think she's going to be have somebody that has a lot of clear opinions and can speak a lot more eloquently than me who can kind of go into fart jokes and stuff like that. I know I find it wrong. I know I find it offensive. I also, I guess the confusing part is, is, is I've met Max before. And like I said on this, you know, I've met him a couple times and he's always been very nice in the small amount of time I've been around him. But that could be anybody. Like I, I could meet, you know, Harvey Weinstein, and he could be nice. That's a bad example, but you know what I'm saying. So 
the other thing that confuses me is, is okay, so he did this definitely. It is wrong, definitely, 100%. He says it's wrong. So are we in a society, are we able to forgive people? Are we able, you know, I mean, you know, I think he's keeping his job. I think, I don't know. Um, I don't know for a fact that, um, but are we able to forgive? Are we able to believe in people? Are we able to try to believe that somebody can change, that somebody can be sincerely sorry, not just because they want to be on a show, but because they are embarrassed about that. Now, I was always raised to never say anything like that. And just to be honest, I never thought it. You know, I I can think dark thoughts. I can think sexual thoughts towards women, um, but I will not say them out loud. But I've never thought um, what I would think to be uh, racial thoughts or racist thoughts. I I mean, I just, I don't, I've, I've, I don't know. It's, It's one of those things, but I can't imagine, I don't know the hurt and, and shame that we've gone through in this country because of language like that, you know, and I feel like it's a fairly obvious thing, and especially for smart people, you know, I knew when I was at a very young age, not to say those things. And I would hope other people would too. Um, of course I did not have Twitter and Facebook and all of that stuff when I was growing up. So who knows how I would have used it. I would have, would hope I wouldn't have uh, said anything dumb. And, and I don't know, you know, so, you know, that's, I just wanted to present what they said. Um, I definitely think it's wrong. They think it's wrong. I guess the question is, do we believe them? And I guess the question is, is it punishment enough for Lisa just to come out and say she does not condone it? Or should somebody be made an example of? Um, I said this on Friday's episode, I think, is that I guess I'm really shocked, too, that that Bravo didn't, um, you know, scrub their Twitter beforehand, you know, to, 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 and I think they they probably did, or I, I know they did a little bit, um, or, or I don't know. So it is, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, but I'm, I'm, from what I hear, um, I think they're horrified and I guess that is an interesting thing to, to go on a show and to think everything, you know, oh, wow, it's cool. I'm going to show that everybody watches. And then for something that they did in their past to come out, um, hopefully that's punishment enough to be socially embarrassed by a lot of people. Um, once again, I wish I could um, speak a little bit more eloquently about this because it is a very important issue. And I a hundred percent, uh, do not condone any of this. I find that we, I, I, I want to say that because I know this show is kind of like, it's supposed to be jokes and laughs and light and all that kind of stuff, but this is something that's very serious and I want to give it it's proper respect. So I'm going to have somebody come on, I believe in a week or two, and we're going to dive into this, not just this topic, but a lot of other topics, a lot of other topics in the Bravo universe that are highly problematic. So it's going to be a a big problematic episode. And we're going to dive into this because I'm really curious from somebody that's experienced racism in their life. Um, I want to hear from them. And this is somebody that I trust and it's very smart and it's very funny on top of so that is what I just wanted to present you guys with the information. If you had not heard it, you probably have. Um, but we're going to get on with this show now with, um, with something that might restore our faith in humanity, or it might not, because this is a hot-button issue as well.
That's right, folks. Did you feel the earth move Sunday night? Because I did. That is when one Bradley Phineas Pitt, that is not his middle name, I just made that, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston are finally giving the people what they want, TMZ reports. The famous exes not only came face-to-face Sunday night at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, but they had a warm and loving embrace in front of all the cameras. Can we get an amen? That's TMZ saying that, not me. Although both have been vocal about their friendship in recent years, we haven't seen this kind of PDA. <laughs> we haven't seen. We have not seen this kind of PDA since the Great Hug Fest of 2000. We have not seen this kind of PDA since they split in 2005. A few weeks ago at the Golden Globes, they had a near miss on the red carpet, but Brad said he'd run into her at some point because she's a good friend. Later that night, they both attended the same after party and chatted for a while, but there were no photos or videos of that tete-a-tete. As it turns out, the SAGs were a perfect setting for this reunion, since they were both big winners. Jen picked up the Best Actress in a Drama Series Award just moments after Brad took home the Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture Award. During his acceptance speech, Brad joked about his role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood being a real stretch for him. A guy who gets high, takes his shirt off, and doesn't get on with his wife. You have to watch for Jen's reaction to the punchline. As for her speech, not that we need to add more awe to the moment, but Brad Pitt watched her from backstage, and there is a picture of him, you guys, smiling, watching her speak. Now, the internet freaked out. Twitter, that hellscape, freaked out, me being one of them. Why is this so important to us? Now, we need to break down this this a couple different ways, okay? We need to we need to argue for, we need to argue against, and we just need to think about the spectacle of it all. Now I talked to a lot of you guys on the So Bad It's Good Instagram feed that, that we're writing in because I posted a lot of things about this. Um, I first off, the reason I love this, you guys, not because I have really personal opinions on Brad and Jen, but I love the pop culture of it. You know, there are certain moments, certain couples, certain actors, certain musicians that ties everything into place. And these two figures, if you did some kind of like genealogy of fame, they're at the epicenter of a lot, you know, dating back 25 years now, 20, 25 years. Think about it. And a lot of you guys are younger and stuff, but I was, I I was there when friends really hit, damn it. But no, like I watched these guys fall in love. You know, I, I remember Brad with Gwyneth and Brad with Juliette Lewis before that. I mean, the guy got around, but he, you know, never came off like a jerk. And then him and Jen got together. And that was like, wow, they're both, you know, didn't see that coming. Jen's pretty funny. He's really hot. Jen's hot too, but in a different kind of way. And and they seemed they they got along. And then Mr. and Mrs. Smith came along that movie with Angelina Jolie. And there was rumors, you know, I remember I, I was that kid that got Us Weekly every week. I devoured those magazines. Entertainment Weekly, Us Weekly, Rolling Stone, Variety, um, uh, like In Touch, any any magazine. Like now you now we have the internet and that's so prevalent. But back then it was like these were the ways to see these pictures of all these celebrities that I adored, that I looked up to, that I was a kid I wanted to be, you know? And here were two of the biggest stars at the time together. But then I remember uh, there were rumblings on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith saying the chemistry between Brad and Angelina was unpalpable. It was just was huge. And 
there were always like, you know, those gossip columns, rumors saying blah, 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 blah. So then if you guys remember, you know, the, I think Troy McKee on this mushroom does an episode about this, but basically, you know, it's fascinating because what they did was Brad and Jen took a vacation, a weekend vacation. I think it was like Cabo or Mexico or something. Um, and they pretty much did one last vacation as a couple and then broke up after that. And there are these paparazzi photos where Brad Pitt is wearing a shirt that says trash on it. And there is a couple's embrace that I believe paparazzi got photos of. But basically what he did, I, I mean, I believe, I think he kind of gaslit Jennifer into making her believe that they came to a mutual decision about not being in a relationship anymore. I think now one day I will write a two person play about that weekend between Brad and Jennifer. <laughs> but in my mind, I picture that it went like, you know, I don't even believe that people are supposed to be get together for the rest of our lives. And no, no, I don't love Angelina. She's just a friend. You know, I just think we've run our course. Like I, I think he really made her feel good about the split. And then of course they split and then he, you know, pretty much ran right to Angelina and they had all of these kids, you know, um, some she was pregnant for, some they adopted. They had a very big family. Then of course we never really know what happened, but on a private jet flight, supposedly Brad Pitt, uh, got hammered and potentially hit Maddox. That's Maybe I'm, but that's kind of, that's allegedly, but something happened that Angelina was like, you will not be around the kids anymore and we will not to be, be together. And from that point on, I think that is when Brad got sober because he does talk about that. And he has talked about that openly. Um, he, you know, I always heard he was one of the biggest pot smokers in Hollywood. Um, but Brad, I always liked, and I always think, you know, for being that good looking, the guy is a devastatingly good actor. Um, I know girls are like, he's gorgeous. He is gorgeous. But what he can do, like he can coast on like really easy roles and he does it. He always picks something weird, something left of center. His production company, um, produces some of the best films out there. I mean, and, and just really interesting films that pre bring not only, you know, uh, bring minority stories to the light. Um, I, I think, you know, his plan B productions is a really, really amazing production company. Um, so you know, kudos for that. But I always think as an actor, he just fascinates me. He really just picks these kind of amazing roles. And I, I hate good looking people. I really, really do. But I want to believe he's just a good looking person and that's it. But he, I, I hate to say it. I think he's more than that. Ooh, I know I said it. I hate to say it. I think he might have a brain in there and he might just be one of those uniquely talented people. Okay. So I was posting these photos you know, with them and know, know what it reminded me because there is that photo of her kind of running, like not like it looked like she was like run, not running away, but like pulling away from him and he grabs her wrist and pulls her in. And if you look, the hands are clenched. And I think why, because I think most of us, why we love this first off, it hits us at a gut level. It's like we, how we forgive Jax. We don't, the human heart sometimes doesn't remember the, the totality of a life, you know? So we see that and we just like, Oh my God, they're holding hands, physical touch. I love it. Two good looking people. But then if you also see it, you, you, those two hands holding, 
It makes you think about your past. It makes you think about like, wow, can people be forgiven? Can people change? Are we allowed to regret things that we've done in the past? Are we allowed to grow up? Are we allowed to become better people? Are we allowed to be forgiven? And I know I was just talking about like Max and, and, and the, the tweets and stuff like that. And that's way more intense than this is. But at the same time, you're dealing with a human heart. So that's pretty intense too. But I guess these are questions for me as well. So when I see that, I say, whoa, this guy, you know, we, we paint this, this history in our heads, but then we paint what's in his head as well. But maybe he spent the last two years bettering himself. He quit drinking, he quit drugs, and, you know, supposedly worked on himself. Is he allowed to change? Is he allowed to regret things? Is he allowed to, you know, life is long. Are we allowed? And I'm just talking out loud. These are questions I don't know the answer to. But I think we see that and like, okay, the heart goes, oh my God, that's amazing. They should be together. And then they'll live happily ever after. That means all I live happily ever. If they're together, then I can be happy. I think we have these weird, weird thoughts of, you know, the reality of that situation though is, no, they probably shouldn't be together. No. Why are we encouraging somebody that potentially cheated on her, made her look like a fool? Um, why are we encouraging them to get back together? He shouldn't be allowed anywhere near her. You know, but are we allowed to change? Or I mean, or is it just like, oh, men, men shouldn't be allowed to be forgiven? Like, believe me, I fucking hate dudes sometimes. I hate myself sometimes. But like, I don't know. Like, is he just charming the pants off me? Because I kind of buy it. I kind of buy it. And then, okay, so I had this interesting conversation with one of. Um, uh, the listeners of the show and one of my friends, uh, uh, she lives overseas. Her name is Charlie, um, uh, Charlie Geddes. And she's really nice girl. Um, and she was saying, she was just like, uh, no, 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 fuck that guy. He's a cheater. No way. Don't like it. And we had like an interesting back and forth about this. Um, and she brought up some good points and you know, here's the deal. I hate Tristan Thompson, Chloe's ex, or who knows, maybe Chloe's with him right now. And I believe she compared him to, you know, Tristan Thompson and other douchebags like that. And I can't go there because, and I really, I thought about this all day because I want to make sure I've given this, you know, some real thought. Tristan Thompson, I fucking hate that guy. But Tristan Thompson was out there cheating recklessly with multiple people making her look like a fucking idiot and then trying to get her back. Brad cheated on her potentially with one person, made her look like an idiot, sure, but then was with that lady for over a decade and had a whole family with her. It wasn't just some fling. He really did love her. Where I don't think the floozies Tristan was hooking up with at hotels and like nightclubs it wasn't like he was in love with every one of them and wanted to have an extended adopted family with her, with them. You know, I think there's a huge difference, but I'm willing to be wrong. And if anybody wants to, to leave a voice note about this, come on and talk to me about this. I would love it because I really, I really want to, I really want to know. I really want to find this out. I don't think they should be together, but I have to say 
the romantic in me for some reason, that picture excited me. Like I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want them together, but I liked it because also guys, that's Hollywood history. That's those photos. That's why Hollywood is so great because we get photos like that. This discourse, this it's, it's exciting. This is pop culture. You guys, it totally overshadows all the movies that they're there to like celebrate. And it becomes just about this one picture of two people that used to have a past touching hands briefly. And I really think the deeper aspect of that is that if they can be, if they can make something work, if he can be forgiven, maybe we can be forgiven. Maybe this country can get back on track. I know you're being Ryan. You're too tired. You're going out of your mind. That's insane. But listen to me. And you know what else it reminded me of? It reminded me of, hey, hey, got to take another look at you. That's right. Bradley Cooper. You guys, if you're, if you're just, you're just starting to know me. I had another podcast called realizing stuff about the Kardashians, but when a star is born came out, my heart did flip flops. I loved that movie so much. So, 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 so much. And I know, you know, some people are like, that's a dumb movie, but I loved it. I was swept up and I'm not even like the biggest romantic movie person. But I do believe in romance, and I loved that movie. I cried when he hung up. Spoiler alert, he hangs himself at the end. I cried during that. And I just thought, like, Bradley Cooper's beard, I fell in love with him. I'm, a, I'm very comfortable with my heterosexuality, but I got to tell you, loved that beard. He, he grows a great beard. His hair grew a nice length. Lady Gaga was beautiful, but their chemistry was beautiful. And that scene... When he's at the, and he drops her off that morning to her house. And he goes, hey. No, I guess, he goes, he goes, hey. Gotta take another look at you. That's what I feel Brad did to Jen last night. Jen tried to, to get away and he goes, hey. Gotta take another look at you, Jen. Gotta take another look at you. So much was spoken in that moment. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. Hey. I just want to take another look at you. I'm far from the shallow now. Guys, I sang shallow one time at a karaoke place with my friend Laura, and it was the best karaoke I've ever done in my life. And you got to know something about me. I hate karaoke. I hate it. It makes me embarrassed. I don't like it. I get really... But I... You got... I want to do it one time on the pod. I should say... Like, because... I did great. I did Bradley's voice and I was so into it. And guys, I just, so you know, I know I'm kind of barely, I'm whispering right now. I'm talking really softly because it's like one fifteen, and I have roommates and I don't, I really, sometimes I get really vocal. So that's why I'm really close to the mic and I might be speaking softer. So it's like kind of ASMR. It's like, Hey, can I take another look at you? Um, so anyways, to me, that's what Brad was saying to Jen. He was like, Hey, Hey, you're beautiful. You're beautiful, honey. Hey, you know all those things I did to you? Could I be forgiven, baby? Look at me. Hey, it's old Bradley Pitt right here. It's old Bradley Pitt. And I love you, Jen. You make me laugh. Can we grow older together? Can you forgive me? You're right, Angelina was a bad lady. But we had some beautiful kids. I sure wish one of those beautiful kids was ours. But I don't think it's too late. 
I think we could have beautiful babies together still. I think Janet Jackson had a baby when she was in her 60s. So I think that could be us. But so much time has passed, Jan. I've grown. You've grown. Together I'd like to grow. Naked with each other. And come on, you've had your share of duds. Remember when you dated John Mayer? Vince Vaughn? That other dude from the HBO show that you married? Hey, hey. Can I take another look at you? You ain't perfect neither, huh? But now here we are. Older, wiser, and rich as shit. What I would do, you guys, if I was the Oscars, he's nominated. I, after I saw the buzz online, I would have called up Jen's people and said, we will give anything in our power to get her to present an award because what we need to do, we need to force more moments out of this. I really could care if Brad and Jen never work again in a day day of their lives. All I want to see them do now is just awkwardly bump into each other at award shows. Like, that's the only thing I want to see them do. Like, I'll be disappointed. Like, friends reunion? No thanks, I'm good. What I would like to see, (laughs) I'd like to see them go to every award. Like, the Nobel Peace Prize, I'd like to see them both show up and awkwardly bump into each other. Like, I want, like, that's to me, like, or, like, sell cameos with them, like, bumping into each other, and then they, like, promote, like, hey, Ryan, this is Brad and Jen, and we just randomly bumped into each other this coffee bean and tea leaf. No, but, like, to me, I want romance. Like, everybody wants romance. I think that's our visual representation of romance this month. So I can't wait for the Academy Awards because I'm sure she'll present, and I think they're going to just force moments right and left. I bet they have, like, like... I bet they like Brad Pitt pulls up to the red carpet and they're like, hold, hold, sir, please. There's just a, there's a bit of a backlog and we just need you to wait. And then they're like, do we have Jen? Do we have Jen? And they're holding her on the other and then they make them walk at the same time. And they're like, whoa, Jen, that's so crazy. We came in at the same time. She's like, that is crazy. And then she like walks ahead and he goes, hey, hey. And she goes, what? She goes, he goes, I just want to take another look at you. And then he goes, do you have your computer with you? <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. So you guys, but also, like, what if he gives her, like, a Jerry Maguire monologue? I love you. You complete me. I love just... Had... Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at Hello. And this all happens at the Oscar on stage because Jen, she, she hands out the award for Best Supporting Actor. He wins. And she's, she presents him with the award and they hug and they kiss and he looks out and he's like, he starts giving the speech. He starts like, you know, I want to thank Quentin Tarantino. I want to thank my main man, Leo, Leo D. I want to thank. And then he just stops. And he just stares off. There's like five seconds pass, and then the Academy Awards music starts playing him off. And then all of a sudden, he's like, no, 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 stop, stop. There is somebody that I do need to thank. There's somebody I need to apologize to. And I want to do it in front of all of you. The people that we've grown up with in this community somebody that I was in love with and I abused that love because I was a small man 
and over the last couple of years of trying to learn what it's like to not only be a good man, but a good person. And it's something that this person was all along. Jen, I'm talking about you. Please, if you could, if you could give me a chance to prove every day to you what love is, I would work harder than I've ever worked in my life. And this award, this award means nothing without your love. And then the Friends theme plays. I don't know. So, you know, that's just workshop. That's off the top of my head. I think he would say something way better and he would really blow us away with it. That's, like I said, I that's just off the top of my head. But you get what I'm saying. It would be so romantic and everybody watching, like we'd all be eating like snacks that people laid out at our Oscar parties. And it, you, you know, it'd be that scene in the movie where they go from like, household to household and you see all these families you know like watching it like mouths agape like you know families hugging each other crying it would bring people together you know like just everybody's quiet just bonded in this one moment but will she say yes will she say yes and then all of a sudden she goes to walk off (gasps) and we're collectively oh no oh no no and then Brad goes, hey. And she turns around and he goes, she goes, just wanted to take one last look at you. And then she walks off. And he turns back. And he goes, I might have won tonight this award. But I lost where it really counts. And then all of a sudden, at that moment, Jennifer Aniston runs on stage. And she goes, no, you didn't, you big dummy. You won. And then they kiss. And then the music plays them off. The fucking crowd is on their feet. This is the first award of the night, folks. And literally, the host comes out and goes, guys, that's it. We're done for the night. We'll announce the winners tomorrow by newspaper or something. We've got all the show we wanted right then and there. And the biggest award of the night, biggest award of the night, we just gave out. And then we all just win as a society. We all win. And then Tristan Thompson, he dies that night. And like, so it's even a double win because he's a real jerk and we really should all hate him. So that is how I think it should go, you guys. Do you guys agree with me? Right, right into So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey and let me know. Let me know your thoughts. This was some of the most fun fan fiction I just came up with at the top of my head. But we can do other, we could do Brad Pitt is and Jennifer Aniston are on like an adventure, kind of like a Da Vinci code. I don't know. There's so many different ways we can go with this. But that's what I would love to see at the Oscars. Okay. We're about almost ready to the main event, to the interview. I wanted to really briefly talk about, I went to the, the Awards on Friday. 
um, with, uh, you know, Ronnie Karam and, and, and Ben and, and those guys are amazing. It was my first live show of theirs. It was sold out at the Regent downtown. It was, you people go into these shows, you guys are crazy. That was more intense than some of the concerts. I go to concerts all the time. That was intense. I thought somebody was going to die mid performance. Um, it was a blast. It was so fun. I had no clue it was that wild. You know, I just love, because I love this whole reality show community because everybody's just like there to have a good time. And, 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 and um, uh, I went in with, uh, like my, my friend Hannah, uh, from Brand on Unicorn, her boyfriend, Annabelle DeSisto, uh, all of her kittens, her listeners. And I know I'm going to be on, I thought I was going to be on Annabelle's show today or last or yesterday. It's going to be next week. Um, so look out for that. But, I got to, uh, Emily, uh, thank you so much for the ticket. That was amazing. Um, I got to meet so many people. There were a couple people that even, uh, uh recognized me and took picture, a uh, picture with me. And I, that blew me the fuck away. That was cool. Hey, Brie, how you doing, Brie? Um, that was so cool. There was one girl, <laughs> there was one girl that's talking to Annabelle and she goes, uh, oh yeah, Ryan. She goes, I, I listened to your show. And then it seemed like she was kind of mad at me because of how long the shows are. She's like, you know, I listened to. I listen to some, but I skip around. I skip around. And then it was kind of like an awkward silence. And then I was like, and I went in my head. I was like, do I need to apologize? I feel like I should apologize. And I was like, I'm, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she's like, no, no, no. You know, I listened to it. And I couldn't, I don't think she ever said she liked it. But just the fact that she listened to it is just warming. It warmed my heart. Uh, but it was such a blast, you guys. Uh, Ronnie and Ben are going to be coming on the program uh, pretty soon, actually. So I can't wait for that. And I'm really nervous. Those guys are, you know, I was having... Because Laura and Carrie from Sexy Unique Podcast were there too, and I was talking to them, and they're—it's just very interesting the differences and similarities between podcasts. You know what's great about Ben and Ronnie? They're just so funny, and they're so like you want to laugh with them. They make it a party, and that's what I love. Like I want this to be fun and a party and weird, and like everybody gets into it. Like everybody was screaming, and Duke Bronwyn from Real Housewives of Orange County was on one. She was insane. Uh, Tom and Ariana were there. Tom uh, saw me and hugged me, and like that made me look super cool in front of people. And then literally, like people kept asking Tom for photos, and he was so nice. He stopped for every one of the people that asked. That was cool. I don't know. It was just like it was fun. I didn't. I was so tired because of the podcast that week, and my friend was there, and I didn't want to keep. I was just. I was exhausted, so I didn't go out and party afterwards. But it was so fun. I had such a good time. Um, so thank you, Ben and Ronnie, for all that you do. It was really cool. I can't wait. I want to see one of their shows when they do sort of do a, a regular recap, you know? Um, so I'm very excited to, uh, to see, uh, to see them again. It was just really cool. So, um, and also to anybody that I met that night, it was so cool to meet you. You guys made me feel so good. Uh, my mom's coming out in a couple of weeks. I know I, I was talking to a couple people about that because I'm going to go take her to Tom Tom in a couple weeks on a Saturday night. So please, if, if you're in town, feel, feel free to come on that Saturday. I want to, I want to make look, you know, I want to make it look like I have friends. Um, so thank you guys so much. But now to our interview. Now this is Janet Elizabeth. Uh, look her up on Instagram, Janet Elizabeth X on Twitter. 
I think she's really funny. She's really nice. I think she's so, uh, we, we go over so many things in this. Uh, we go over family. We go over, she used to work at Subway, um, growing up in Ohio. We talk divorce a little bit. We talk about how she became friends with Sheena Shea. We talk about Brittany and Jax's wedding, which she went to. We talk about tonight's episode of Vanderpump Rules because she's in it. Um, so this, and our friend Logan, uh, pops up midway through, this is a long interview. Feel free to skip around, but there, but what I will tell you guys, make sure you listen to this because there is some stuff in this that is really good information. If you love Vanderpump Rules, I think there's some really, really good stuff in here. Um, if you're a nerd for the show, like I am. So, and by the way, I just like Jenna. I think she's great. She's going to come on again, definitely. Um, so without further ado, here is my interview with Janet Elizabeth. Like a boss, like a boss, gotta get success like a boss, like a boss, like a boss, gotta get big chicks like a boss. Okay, guys, uh, this is the main event. This is somebody I've wanted to talk to for a very long time because every time I talk to her, if I'm out and about and she's there, she is the funniest person in the room. Uh, and, and also, she is actually one of the funniest people I know on Twitter. Like me, I feel like we are undiscovered talents. Um, I, having said all that, she is also very connected to the universe we are going to be talking about tonight. She is, uh, you might have heard her as a host here and there on Shenanigans with Miss Sheena. And she is also, in my opinion, the star of tonight's episode that you just watched. She is Janet the Sower. Janet Elizabeth, how are you? I am so excited for this opening. I, you know, the, the opening is the hardest part because, uh, you know, you feel the, the eyes of the person you're talking to on them, and then you're just nervous that you want to you make them... You, I'm already, I'm just, now I'm just nervous. Now I'm visibly nervous. (laughs) Logan, our friend also is just watching us because Logan and Janet live together. You might know Logan from the Ariana episode I did uh, about 10 episodes ago. So he's just, he's eating mac and cheese and just watching Mm -hmm. us. Mac and cheese, easy Mac, which is, um, his premium meal. He's normally a um, pizza rolls guy. <laughs> what, if, what if we just do a straight hour on Logan? And he's like, <laughs> I could what? roast him for an hour yeah, easily. <laughs> um, that actually is a whole nother episode. But what the thing about you is that I feel like we have a lot in common. You have, um, I love that your mom is part of your, yes. your humor, your comedy. Um, your mom just came out for the holidays and, and is it true you guys rented a castle? My mom rented this castle in Hollywood. It's insane. So she was looking at Airbnbs and I sent her a couple links like that were within budget and, or what I thought was her budget. And then she went out and rented this like six bedroom castle in Hollywood. And I was like, wait, are we rich? Because I'm going to need something. My parents are retired now. And every time they take a vacation, even if it's like, I'm just like, are you guys rich? And you never told me because I was never taken care of. But I mean, I was taken care of emotionally and stuff like that, but I was like a Walmart family kid. Same. Totally same. It's funny. My little brother uh, wants to come to Coachella this year. My mom was like, oh, my brother's 21. He's nine years younger than me. Uh, And she was like, I'm going to pay for his ticket and help pay for his thing and or his hotel and blah, blah, blah. And I I look at my brother. My brother saves every penny he's ever made. And even though he's... Yeah, young kids do that. Like, that's what my niece and nephew do. They just... Squirrel away money. I'm so confused. Sometimes I go, his bank account is linked to mine because I used to pay off his credit card bill before he got a job, which was like $100, $200 a month. What? 
you paid off his credit card? It was like $100, $200 a month of like pizza. And I was okay. like, okay, he's in college. Like, the I'll help him boy. out. I thought my he's mom was Nikolai, poor. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And just as wise, I think it gives great advice. But yeah, so my mom was like, I'm going to pay for his Coachella stuff. And I was like, Mom, Ben has more money in his checking account than I do. When I go to pay my credit card at the end of the month, I see his account and my account, and I'm like, should I pay my bill from his or whatever? I'm like, Ben, why do you have $20,000? I'm like, I don't get it. And I'm like, Mom, if you're going to pay for one of your children's Coachella tickets, it should be mine. Yeah, it would be great. I, it would be great, though, if your mom was like, how much Molly do you think your brother does? Like, did you, you, I'm going to pay ketamine? for 40% of his Molly bill. Yeah, you, you make sure it's good ketamine. Right. Um, I did have this one moment with my mom over Christmas. It was like my nephew, um, we call him Watermelon on the show because we're not allowed to use his real name. Uh, you know, 11-year-old kid, cute as a button. But this was the first time where I felt a little competition with my mom <sighs> where she got him something. And I was like, what am I, chopped liver? What about like, me you know, over about, here? You know, I'm over I, here poor, mom. What are you doing? Like, my life is almost over, mom. You're like taking care of the, like, make sure I'm comfortable in my last Yes. Years. I tweeted recently because my mom was texting me and she's like, have you talked to Ben lately? He's not responding to me. And I was like, my brother and I talk on the phone probably every other week and we text yeah. like every couple days. And she was like, he's not responding to me. And I was like, um, you know, and I'm like, he's a responsible kid. I'm sure he's just doing something. She's like, I even Venmoed. My mom found out about, uh, found out about Venmo recently. <laughs> And she was like, did you know about this? You can just text money back and forth. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I'm going to, you want to use Venmo? I'm going to send you some requests. You just hit accept and that's how it works. <laughs> it's easy. She was like, but Ben's not responding to me. He hasn't responded to my last two calls, my last two texts. And I even Venmoed him money and he still didn't respond. And I was like, bitch, I'm going to start ignoring you more. <laughs> that's all I have to do. I just ignore you and you Venmo me money. Like, okay. Well, the other, and the other thing that I loved that your mom did this Christmas, she, Got your boyfriend. Oh, Didn't God. she buy your boyfriend like, okay. stuff with your face on so, it? So my mom is crazy, and I love her for it. This was my first Christmas with my boyfriend. Um, his mom flew out, too, so it was our mom's meeting for the first time. Oh, so oh, your she, mom was yeah, there? Her my mom, mom was there, too, on top of... Jason's mom and my mom were together, and my mom... Must have found like some like customize it website or something like some, where you can make custom yeah. photo things. And she had calendars made with my face on them. That's important. Throw pillows made with my face on them and gave them to my boyfriend. Did you know in advance? No, she was doing I had this? no idea. I would have stopped her. That's fucking crazy. So in front of my boyfriend's mom, my boyfriend opens gifts for my mom and half of them are just things with my face on them and it's not even like photos of us or like it's just like your face my I mom saw. screenshotted photos from my instagram like selfies and made them into pillows and gave them to my boyfriend as if he wants to sleep with my face every night it'd as be, if he doesn't get enough of me already it'd be great if she amps it up and starts making like uh like photos of your tweets and like framing them. she would she would. See, I want to see what I want to, I really do want to talk to your mom someday because I want to know what makes She's hilarious. She, she's done some crazy things. I'll tell you one story that I think yeah, defines please. my mom. So my mom, um, in high school, I, I was, I forgot things a lot and I was You're just like Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. I yes. I but love you that. lived there until how old? I lived in Ohio my entire life until three years ago when yeah. I moved to LA. So, um, I moved here uh, I got divorced, and so I moved here in the Ooh, midst twinsies. of yeah. I moved here in the midst of my divorce. 
Um, and now I forget what I was going wait, with wait, this. Wait, wait, You were going to say one story about your... Oh, one story about my mom, I think, that defines her. When I was in high school, I often forgot things. I forgot my homework at home. I would forget things sure. often. So my mom probably came to school every other week bringing me things that I forgot and left also, at wait, home. Do you think the pillows are payback for all of that kind of my stuff? My mom is constantly like... trying to yeah. revenge pay me back. <laughs> so... There was one particular day when she, when I forgot something like a folder of some assignment I needed to do and turn in that day. Otherwise, I would have gotten a bad grade. And I called my mom and I said, hey, uh, I forgot or probably, I don't even know if I called her. I'm trying to think what, what my means of communication was in 2007. Smoke right. Yeah. Like I was like, hey, smoke signal. I'm sending a carrier pigeon. <laughs> um, and I texted or texted or called her and said, um, hey, I left this like green folder at home. It has my homework in it that I need today. Otherwise, I'm going to fail English. So you have to bring it to school. And she was like, I'm so sick of your shit. Like, you have to remember your your homework. Like, this is like being an adult. You're 17. Like, grow up and remember your stuff. And I was like, please just bring it as soon as possible. Like, hurry. I just need it. Like, come on, lady. And she showed up at my school in her robe and slippers and like a nighty, like the most <laughs> embarrassing thing ever. And she Good showed up when classes were changing. Yeah, she knew what she was so doing. like I go to my next, cl- I, I see her yeah. and I'm appalled. I'm like, what are you doing here in your robe and pajamas? You crazy person. And she's like, you told me as soon as possible. So I didn't get dressed. And she handed me my homework. And then throughout the entire day, like 90 of my friends came up to me and they're like, I saw your mom today in her pajamas. Not not bad, Janet. What happened? And I was like, oh my God, I was mortified. So on the flip side of that, has your mom ever done something super emotional? Like, I love you, Janet, that has made you potentially uncomfortable. My mom shows me she loves me all the time. Like, we're not like an I love you so much family. No, we're like, totally, yeah. we're like a, my mom has never missed anything in my entire life. She's never missed like a bull. Like when I was a kid, I had to do extracurricular activities. So I'm not a sports person. I'm, ho- I, I've never caught anything that's been thrown at me ever in my life. And, um, <laughs> Logan says, accept dick. Fuck you, Logan. This is great because Logan really is kind of like a heckler in a crowd. Like it's a live podcast. He literally makes my life miserable. So Logan is just really watching us. And if you you follow Janet on Instagram, which you should, I think it's just at Janet Elizabeth. Janet Elizabeth X. You go to her story, Janet Elizabeth X. There's some Janet Elizabeth that... Well, because there's some Jan Elizabeth that hasn't posted since like 2011, and she I've Did DM'd her a million her times. Yeah, I've been like, hey, hey I'll pay you. I'll I, give you a hundred bucks. Vander give me Vandermabu your tonight. yeah. Will give you me your username, and she won't. So I have this like you know porn star X at the end of my but handles, like the, which is fine. The, the roommate situation you guys have going because you do actually post just a lot of Logan dancing to Beyonce, which kind of feels like I would need like I sometimes. Like I, I go to home and I don't like talk, like I have a house, so I don't talk to my roommates really. And then like, it would be nice to have somebody like dancing in front of me, like energetic. Good to know. I will send him over. I'm good. Literally Um, before Logan and I lived together, we lived one floor away from each other in the same building and he didn't have cable at his old place. So he would come up. So any, he'd be like, are you home? And I'm like, yeah, why? What's up? Like, let's hang out. And he would just come over and use me for my cable. Like, I want to watch Silk Stockings on USA Network. What he puts on is Beyonce, Kelly Clarkson, and Britney music videos. And then he does the full choreography for them, which is, no, I'm not going to lie, it's entertaining. Actually, you wouldn't expect him 
to be that decent he's of a dancer. He's so good. I, yeah. I swear, like, I, I think if I went into his room while he was sleeping, he would be having dreams where he's doing the single ladies dance in his sleep. Five, six, seven. Like, he can do it. And he's he sometimes gets offended that I don't know it. And I'm like, I mean, I know, like, you know, certain moves, but I'm like... Only a full crazy person knows the whole entire dance. He knows live performance dances. He's like, hold on, the dance break's coming. Get ready. And I'm like... But you... See, that's what I... You know, and that's... Because I appreciate an autistic person. I think that's (laughs) what... I love that he's like completely (laughs) tuned us out that he doesn't even realize. Or he didn't. Um, Wait, back to your mom. Has she ever done anything overly sentimental that... Being not used to it because your mom's such a good... Uh, ball buster heckler. My mom, ever... I feel like, does a lot of stuff. She's really good at gifts. Um, she gets really personalized, awesome gifts for me every year. Things that I didn't ask for or know that I wanted. Um, this year for Christmas, I was super close with my grandparents before they passed away. Like, hung out with them all the time. Yeah. I, because they were awesome people. Like I would go over there and they'd be like, wow, you're so skinny and good looking. You want a blue moon? And I'm like, this is, <laughs> I, this is my favorite thing in the entire world. Um, she had a calendar made for me of all of like my favorite pictures, of my grandparents. Uh, she does see, a lot of really-, really awesome sentimental stuff, but my mom just also loves giving me shit. Like we, we like, we have yeah. this awesome banter back and forth. Like also in high school once I missed a lot of high school. Like I, I, called in sick and I would be like, I'm not going today. I have a headache. My mom would be like, get your ass out of bed. You're going to school. And I'd be like, I'm really not. So like, don't even fucking try. Were you a bully or were you like a cheerleader? Were you like, a no, nerd? I was like, you? I was like friends with the popular kids, yeah. but I wasn't one of them. See, if that makes sense. Of, I was like on the outskirts, which of is like every... my life now. I'm friends with the that's... Vanderpump rules people, but I'm not one which of I, them. I definitely want to get to in a second. But, uh, the, the thing that I loved about, I love about parents getting sentimental is that it sometimes is so painful when they do. Like I remember me and my mom, we never really fought at all. We had this one fight my senior year or like my senior year of high school where it was about where I was going to college and I got really upset because she was like, finish your essays for college. And I was just like, yeah, live here the rest of my life. <laughs> and I, I was in love with this girl at the time and, and it was like, no, I'm going to follow her wherever she goes. And she's like, that's an idiotic, you know, <laughs> I was like, no, I love her. You don't get it. Yeah. And then I remember we, she had to take me to get my car that was in the shop one morning. We, we hadn't been talking for two days, which was tons for us. And then she pulled up to the driver, like she was driving and she put on this and it was it was a Michael Bolton song. Oh my called God. Son of Mine or something. Which I don't, I don't know, if I know now. that one, but I know. And by Michael the way, Ryan Bolton. put in the clip of this song. And it it was like it was like it it was the cutest thing in the world, but also the most embarrassing thing in the world, because you could tell she had like, How do I communicate with my son? Like Aww. and she loved Michael Bolton, so the way to do it was this Michael Bolton. Through Michael song. Bolton. <laughs> and so I remember like, you know, you're driving in the car, your mom's driving, you're just like, gosh, put on a song, whatever, and then She's like, uh, uh, and I'm like, okay. And She's I'm, like, this is for you. And I'm listening to the lyrics. And then she started singing to the oh, song. Oh, I love and that. And that's when I opened the door and I jumped out. No, no. There's one thing you should ever know. Son of my soul. Part of my heart. The greatest treasure of my life is what you want. I full ladybirded it. No, but like it was, <laughs> and then a darker moment. We actually danced to that song at my wedding. But, oh, I love that. But 
Anyways, I really did. I really wrecked this, didn't I? No. Let's go back to a stupid... No. Wait, let me tell you one story about my mom, too, that that also defines how much she loves embarrassing me, which she does. She fully thrives on it. It's her thing. It gives her power. Another So I missed a lot of high school. And uh, when I would miss high school, you had to bring in a note from your parents the next day saying, like, you know, Janet was sick. She had a headache. So there would always be a folded uh, printer paper note folded in half on our kitchen table. It was, I grabbed it as I walked out the door and I would hand it to the secretary. It would be like Jan had a migraine. She couldn't be there this date signed Claudia Perry. My mom and I got into a huge fight one morning cause I did not want to go to school. And it was like my 10th day missing at, like out of, it was like, I was missing like one every way, Jenna, two weeks. You gotta realize this is a whole nother podcast about now I like feel like there's a need to be a ten part investigative like why did you miss as much high school? Because oh, I just hated going. I had really good grades, but I just I, I felt it was unnecessary to be there as much as I, I was. I just didn't know we were allowed to say it's unnecessary to be there. Like, I didn't want it. to be there. And so okay, so I picked up a note one morning and I go to school and I hand it to the secretary and the secretary reads it and her eyes widen. And she goes, she starts laughing and she goes, did you read this before you handed it to me? And I was like, no, why would I have? And she handed it back to me. And my mom, who's left-handed, probably wrote in her right hand, so it looked horrible, something like, Janet can't make it to school today. Like, I read it, like, in Britney's accent. It was like, Janet can't make it to school today. She had a bad case of the Hershey squirts. (laughs) Uh, You you be lucky she was at home and not be at school because she stunk up the place everywhere. And I was like... She stunk up the place something awful. She mortified me. Like, my mom's punishment... I was never really grounded as a kid, but my mom's punishment was embarrassment. So... I had to, in high school too, like now I look back and I'm like, why did I care what the high school secretary thought of me if I had diarrhea? Like, why do I care? (laughs) And that high school secretary was Michelle Obama. Right? But I I had this note that was like in like illiterate handwriting saying that I had massive diarrhea and couldn't make it to school. See, if your mom had foresight, she would have then gone to the high school, got that note to frame later in your life. I think I, I think it's probably somewhere in my mom's house, but I can't, I like came home and I was like, how dare you like do this to me? Like what were you thinking? You know, I don't have Hershey squirts. Like you said that I had diarrhea and the secretary knows. Yeah. The secretary knows that I poop now. Like (laughs) I'm mortified. I am publicly functioning. Yeah. Like, come on. What were you doing? So my mom's punishment has always been embarrassment. She's always just, that's, that's her way. And we, we have this really funny banter back and forth and, yeah, Claudia is the greatest. So and the worst. The only like <laughs> so when I first met you, like I, I think I, I don't even know if like have you been on Vanderpump Rules before? You had like even the background. I've been you've in the been background. All, all um, these, like events. And I think stuff like that. yeah. There's been you. I think the very first time you'll see me in the background for like a quarter of a second was the finale episode at Pump when it's like the episode that I remember the most about is that uh, Patrick uh, Stassi's oh, ex-boyfriend. Like, I, sure like to, I sure like to watch you leave. Yeah, like Lisa's was butt. talking about Lisa's butt. So you see me in the background for like a quarter of a second there. Um, did and then, like you did good in that, oh my like, God, I was like, magnetic. wow, like give me an Oscar. Here I am ready for my big debut. <laughs> Janet Elizabeth and Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> but you've seen me, you, I mean, yeah, like you, you have, nobody would know unless they're well, looking by the for way, me. I feel like the Vanderpump fan base is like a Star Trek, Star Wars fan base where they're like, yes, Janet Elizabeth season six, the final yes. episode. Yes. 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 Um, 
<laughs> but it was mostly like my friends from home that were like, oh my God, I saw you. Like they'd like pause, yeah. probably had to hit the pause button like six times to get that oh, I, quarter oh, of a I've second. Oh, I've been in like a dinner scene like 30 times. Yes. Where it's like not even with... Actually, no, Katie did sell me peach, like, uh, blackberry cobbler one time. Oh, which, which then is they made me so pay good. For. Yeah, but they, they said, oh, and this, you're going to ask Katie for blackberry cobbler. And I was like, okay, got it, got it. And then I asked her for it, and I got it, and then I had to pay for it. And I was like, you told I Oh, man. I don't want blackberry cobbler. But honestly, did you eat it? It's the best thing at Sir. Sure, but I was already, <laughs> like, I'm out like 12 bucks. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm so angry. But uh, so you are kind of this weird universe outside of here which kind of then leads me to believe like oh you're this like cool person and especially you hosted co-hosted shenanigans or yeah part of that universe which it's hard to think of you as a nerd when i when i first met you because i was like oh this is just another like kind of one of those cool girls but then you wasn't your high school job you worked at subway oh i worked at subway i loved working at subway if i could make what i do now working at subway i would work at subway i wore the visor i so my okay what is subway is like 30 an hour 35 what is what oh i think i think at my subway days i was making 750 an hour in ohio here's the thing though me and my two best friends uh from high school all worked at subway together and the three of us were so cool because you got free sandwiches when you worked. So we would we would eat a sandwich I'm on our shift. Sandwiches. And I still love Subway to this day, like obsessed. Oh, I, I have a theory Logan, that you know I've been obsessed with Subway for a long time. I have a theory. I, 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 I have a theory her, yeah. that um, like former Subway sandwich artists should be able to go behind um, the sneeze guard and make their own sandwiches. Like, oh, so it's like a, a family. It's well, like when a you family work at a of... restaurant, you a restaurant. What do we call Subway? <laughs> By the way, I love that Janet's version of Sir is Subway. There were relationships. There was when a you Jack, work at a, there was a Jack's name. When Randy. you work at a five star Michelin star restaurant, um, you learn that like there's like little tricks to things, and you make weird choices with your food and you're like i'm gonna add this from this thing to this so i had like my weird sandwich where i put like marinara from the meatball yeah. stash onto my uh turkey and ham sandwich and then toast it i have like this whole thing but um yeah my best friends and i all worked at subway together and we were so cool in high school because of it because we would get free so sandwiches cool, we're not using cool as like a word of like what everybody else thinks is cool you just thought you were cool it's not like we cool university. It's not like okay, here's the people thing. would think they were There's cool university. There's two choices in high school. Our high school, we weren't allowed to leave to go get lunch. So if you had like outside food at lunch, you were cool as fuck. Like you were like one of the premier people. Wait, why did you get that So privilege? when we would work at Subway, we would eat. <laughs> because a f- they knew I had Hershey's. We stores. would. <laughs> they knew I had a bath. <laughs> we would make a sandwich for free while we were working and eat it. And then you could, we would make one to go for the next day. We would like do like a turkey with like no toast so that it was like fresh and awesome for the morning. And like all of the like condiments on the side. So my three friends and Wait, I would. You put all the condiments on the side? Well, because like you don't want your sandwich to get soggy. You. That's what a sandwich a, artist knows that I'm stuff. a sandwich artist. Hello. Um, so we would, we would make these sandwiches on our shift at, when we ended at like 9 p.m. And then we would bring them to high school the next morning. So we would show up with like our Subway, you know, like the long sandwich like a mean, bag. A mean girl's shot of like slow-mo with like some kind of, of like. Of us walking like with our Subway bags. And you're like, and the, swinging the Subway bags over your shoulder. And we, so we would show up with our Subway and people would be like, how did you get that in here? It was like prison. <laughs> it was like, how did you sneak that in here and 
we would show up with Subway every day and like that was our thing. So I think honestly, I think Halloween 2020, I'm going to go as a Subway girl and get like the collared shirt with the logo and a visor. I don't have anything, but I've looked it up on eBay before and it's way cheaper than any Halloween costume I've ever bought before. So I think this year, 2020, I'm going to be a Subway sandwich artist. When's the last time you've had Subway? Um, Probably in the last two weeks. I had, yeah. Like what is like, so I'm a guy that does like I'll, I'll usually do like a, a turkey, but you then like every day, right? no, I used to, there was a right after my separation. Like I was like a subway. I was the sad subway guy where it was like every day where they're like, Oh, Ryan's walking in. We know it what was he like, wants. No, I, was like, I don't know if you watch cheers, but Norm, they'd be like, oh, Norm. I love, I've yeah. seen every episode it's of cheers at amazing. least four times. Do it, you know, Jordan Nick Wynn? at night. Do you know Norm was 35 when he was that first that part? Like no. When we were kids watching that show, I thought he was like, like in 50. his 50s. Yeah, yeah, at least. But like, yeah, I'd go into Subway and they'd be like, Ryan! And I was the guy that wanted all the toppings except for raw onion, but I would apologize and do, I was like, I'm so sorry. Can we do all of it? Just because I wanted to make it like a salad on top Mention of- it all. Mention it all. <laughs> 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 Give okay, it so, me all. So three years ago, why LA did you come were, so Vanderpump Rules was already on were you like I've got to be a part of that show no, and I'm going to ingratiate myself no it wasn't myself. like that but I definitely seen the show before I hadn't I wasn't like a every episode watcher but I had seen it and I would binge it sometimes like when I like had the flu or whatever but I had seen That's the episode what Bravo was meant for is hungover or yes. sick binges it's like yeah it's like a comfort blanket yeah. so um, I'd seen a lot of the episodes. Um, when I moved out here three years ago, it was after episodes. It was probably like one season after Sheena had gone through her divorce on the season. Oh, I know it. Well, yes. So I moved. Okay. So I was going through a divorce and I have an aunt and uncle who live in Los Feliz who are in the industry who are awesome. And I, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. <laughs> I wish Michael R. Perry, but he he wrote and um, produced like Paranormal Activity, The Voices, oh yeah, like a bunch of other awesome NYPD Blue, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit. He's a real. Bunch of he stuff. works. He made yeah. fun fact. He made um, three of his rape murder victims on Law and Order SVU his three sisters' names because they had all been married, so they all had different last names. So they show this like scene where they're like pulling people out of the like morgue, and their toe tags say each of his sisters' names, and obviously. We watched all of his episodes live, so we were like, wow, it's kind of fucked up, Michael, but like, whatever. So, um, I had always, my aunt and uncle out here do not have kids. So, when I would come out here as a kid, I was like in heaven. They would take me to do all this fun stuff. I got to buy, like, when I would come out here when I was like 12 or 13, like Spice Girl days, I could buy platform shoes. My aunt would let me because my mom was like, you'll bank your ankle on those. We can't have, I don't know why my mom has that accent. She doesn't talk like that. (laughs) She's like, y'all break your ankle, (laughs) Jaday. I was Rodney. So, I used to come out here and visit them. I've always been super close to them. They're awesome people. So when I was going through my divorce, um, I kept trying to separate from my husband in Ohio, but we had such like a close knit tight group of people that it was so hard to separate, um, in Ohio and actually stay apart. So I was like, if I really want to do this, I need to be physically separated from my do you ex. you remember that decision? Cause that's such a hard yes. decision to make. Like, oh. did you come up to that by yourself or was that like, therapist and family helping me or did you go we, I know we went through I therapy a lot and we actually I didn't tell my mom or anybody really how bad it was uh until I was getting ready to book my flight to California and wow. I went to my mom's house one night she was like I haven't seen you in like three weeks and we lived in Columbus Ohio the same town so we were like seeing each other all the time 
and I was really sad and I had lost a bunch of weight, like maybe like 15 pounds in the course of like a month. And, um, I went to my mom's house one night and I was like, I need to come over and talk to you. And I showed up at her front door and, and I was like immediately started bawling. And my mom looks at me and she's like, I don't care whatever is going on. Like we're hold on. And she's like, sits me down and she orders uh, a chocolate cake and a cherry pie from, uh, like Postmates it from a restaurant down the street. And she's like, before you tell me anything, you're too skinny. You better eat all of it. And she like Matilda'd me, like <laughs> made me eat an entire chocolate cake in front of her. And I was like, I'm not happy. I think I need a divorce. Like, and she's like, okay. And I was like, and I'm going to go to California. And she's like, fuck no. She's like, you're not le-. like, no, like we're, this isn't happening. And I was like, I'm doing it. So like 30 days later, I booked my flight. I, but why California? Just because your uncle was out here, like this is far had, enough away. I was like, I need physical distance. Did you and think you were going to be an actor? Did no, you- no. I've I've never really wanted to be part of the entertainment industry at all. Um, I love like Hollywood and the glitz and glamour of everything, and like old school Hollywood stuff. Like, is very appealing towards to me. So like, I've always loved that. But I was like, okay, where can I go that's far away from Columbus, Ohio? That like I can't just like be comfortable and be back with my ex, but I'm far enough away, but I also still have a support system there. Were you also afraid if you stayed, you potentially would get back together with Absolutely, your ex? because that's what that happened for like the year. Yeah, the the yeah. year before I left, it was like we were separating, but he was like sleeping on our third floor. And like, you know, we were just, it, we weren't actually separated. We were physically together. We were, we were still going to parties and things together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I need to actually be away. And if I don't make a clean break, I'm never going to do it. And at that time I was 27, 28. And I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm going to be one of those people that's 50 and miserable. And I, I didn't see that as my path. And I always had such a happy experience in California. And I always liked who I was here. And I felt like it was just a fresh start and there's no winter here. So it was like amazing. So I was like, I'm booking. I was like, I told my mom, I was like, I'm your life has to be completely different than what it was three years ago. Three years ago, I was a housewife that was cooking blue apron meals every night, waiting for my husband to get home often sitting across from my dinner table with a piece of foil over his plate eating alone. And I think back to that. And I'm, I remember like at that time being like, this isn't me. This is not who I am. Like I'm not some girl that like cooks. A, I'm not a housewife that like cooks a dinner every night and has a husband that would do anything other than be, spending time with his wife. And I want the real deal. And this isn't it. I was starved. On your Instagram, by the way, I've never seen you cook. You're literally at Craig's all the time. I love Craig's. No, but I'm saying it is interesting to think about, like, I just think about what one's life is years ago. And there's like this really hard decision you have to make. But then on the other side of it, you could potentially be more happy, but you don't know. So I took a, I took like, I guess a shot in the dark and I was like, I'm going to move to California. And if, if I fail and I have to go come back to Ohio with my tail between my legs, I'll do that. But at least it's worth a shot. So I wanted to go somewhere where I had a support system where I could go somewhere for Thanksgiving and, you know, have family around for holidays and things like that. Um, but that is far away from my ex-husband. And so I did that. And, um, I came out here in May of, was it 2016 or 2017? Uh, a couple years ago. And I was coming out here to look for places to live. And I found uh, a friend of a friend who had a room available in Beverly Hills at this like cool chic apartment that was affordable. 
And I worked remotely at the time for a sign language interpreting agency. So I was like, okay, this, I can make this work. Wait, what is that? Wait, sorry, what? I'm fluent in American sign language. (laughs) Oh my gosh, of course. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. So I met uh, the guy that I was going to live with. The room was awesome. The place was in a good location. I was like, okay, I think I can do this. While I was visiting that weekend, um, I went to a pool party at the Mondrian. One of my friends, one of my best friends, Allie Hastings. Wait, the first weekend you're here, you're already at the Mondrian? Yes. So <laughs> my best friend from home, who I've been best friends with since I was five years old, Allison Hastings, um, who lives in the Virgin Islands, she flew not, out yeah. with me and was like, you know, totally willing to help. She was like one of the only people I opened up to. So we flew out here together and we spent like four or five days here. And in those four or five days, uh, one of the days we went to the Mondrian pool party, we were there and I'd watched the show and I knew who Sheena was and I knew she Wait, was real going quick before through. you get into this, sure. I just want to like mention like what I love about this. And this is what a lot of people have been writing in about. This is what the show is about. The show is about reality stuff and like that, but I talk very personally about my life. So thank you for talking of personally course. about yours because this is actually the stuff that fascinates me. But totally. now... I need to know the moment you met Sheena. So I met, I saw Sheena like across the way at the Mondrian. Did mu- wait, did, did like time stand still and like music? Was there like wind sweeping? No, it was more Sheena's like, hair? oh, cool. I know, like, I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. as gold. Yeah, good as gold played in my brain and it just like went from there. <laughs> That's the singer no, of good I, as gold. I saw her and, you know, um, like now, you know, I occasionally see celebrities out and about and it's yeah. less cool, I guess now as it was then. But then I was like, Oh my God, that's Sheena Shea from Vanderpump rules. I was like, cool. And I also knew that my, the guy I was going to be moving in with was very good friends with her for like 10 years. So I texted him and I said, Oh my God, that girl you're friends with from Vanderpump rules is at the Mondrian pool party that I'm at. And he had told me to go there. I was like, what should we do today? And he's like, there's this pool party at the Mondrian. You guys should go to, it's really fun. It's like, when I first whatever. Came here, I was in the Valley. People were like that. El Pollo Loco is a good place. You should go there. Like, Oh, well he was like, he, he was like, yeah, go to this pool party. So I was like, okay, cool. Pool party. So like I show up in like my like pack sun bikini and like shorts <laughs> one, and flip flops. My, my one piece. And, and literally everyone there is in heels and like cover ups with like thongs on, but like, no one's actually swimming. And I've learned like in LA, like pool yeah, parties mean you don't actually swim in Ohio. Like you get like five good days a year where you can actually swim. So if yeah. you're invited to a pool party, you're like cannonballing. So, yeah, you're cannonball, yeah. And you just run from the lobby. Into so the we pool. show up like ready to swim and everybody's like, no, you just like walk around the pool, like shredding your stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. I had a blog here. It must right. be really boring to be a girl sometimes when you just have to like show the wares off. Right. Yeah. So, we go into this pool party. Sheena's there. I see her from across the way and I text my future roommate and I'm like, Oh my God, your friend Sheena from Vanderpump rules is at the pool party. And he was goes, Poche or still this is Poche, but it was like, I think they were legally divorced. Um, but it was like, you know, the show is a couple of months behind obviously because of filming. So it was right after I'd seen their breakup on the show and our divorces were very similar in a lot of ways like the person not coming home and being absent and things like that. Your so husband was a, a rapper. <laughs> he was a wannabe rapper. No, he, he owned a, a private equity company. Very, Same very different. Very similar. And you know it. Like, so I texted my future roommate and I was like, Oh, that girl is here from Vanderpump yeah. rules. And he was like, go say hi to her. Like, tell her, you know me. And like, she's super sweet. Go say something to her. And I was like, okay. So like, you know, after like seven tequilas, I was like, 
yeah, this is a good idea. So I walked up to Sheena and I said something like, hi, um, I love you on the show. Um, you know, my future roommate and like, I just want to say like, I really appreciate you putting your divorce out there because I'm going through a very similar thing and you've really helped me through this. And she warmed up to me immediately. She was with Rob at the time and a couple other friends. Do you know he can hang a flat screen and like, Oh my God. So Rob and a couple (laughs) friends. And so we all just started talking and I was like, do you want to do a shot? And so we took a shot and we just, we had the best day. We just like frolicked around the pool, drinking and hanging out. And we just really connected and vibed. So I was like, okay, cool. This is me. In my head, I was like, this is me. One of those things where I'm like, cool. I met her one time and I'll probably never see her again. But, um, we exchanged numbers and then I went back to Ohio and, until I had like fully moved out here. It was probably six weeks to like two months. And Sheena texted me all the time. Like we text each other constantly. Well, I text like, Sheena as well. About like smoking weed and like being like, I don't know, funny bullshit. And like anytime I rolled a good blunt, I'd like send her a picture and she'd be like, oh, that's like lit. Like we were, <laughs> we were like. Good roll, Jay. Yeah, right? <laughs> so we just like, we had a really fun banter and yeah. I was like, this girl's very similar to me. Like we have a lot of the same yeah. interests. So then once I moved out here, Sheena totally took me under her wing, invited me to a ton of fun, cool have, like, things. You were fun, but would you guys have deep conversations as well? Like, Absolutely. Does she like, get deep? There's so many very, times. Like a very certain level of Sheena. On totally. The, you know. Sheena was a such a good friend to me. I'll, I'll tell this one story that I think defines like our friendship and who she is as a person. When I moved out here, I moved out here on like a weekend and my birthday was on a Monday and Sheena was having a pool party at her mom's house, which she does every year, like right before the either filming or episode starts. And, um, she was like, come to my mom's pool party. A bunch of people would be there. Like, I'd love for you to be there. And I had probably two friends in LA outside of my family, like people who I graduated with from high school that moved out here. And I was like, I would love to go to anything. Please yeah, be my no, friend. Like you're like, yeah, I'll go to a drop yeah. of a hat. Yeah. And so she uh, invited me to this pool party and it was on a Sunday. And I had said to her at some point, like, oh yeah, my birthday's tomorrow. And she's like, oh my God, what are we doing? And in Ohio, like if your birthday's on a Monday, you go to dinner with your parents and go to bed at 9 p.m. Yeah. So I was like, oh, nothing. Like I might go to dinner with my aunt and uncle who live out here, but I I don't know what, you know, what I would do other than that. And she was like, what? And like, now I've learned like LA, you have like a seven day birthday week of like 35 events. But it's also this, the Vanderbilt Rules crew is like, not unpredictable, but it's like, I'm like... Logan or Santa, like they all, they go out on Monday nights, they go on two, like, you know, it's like every night of the week. Yeah. No, there's night is something. Safe. No night is safe. Yeah, exactly. I've like Monday's Logan streaking day. With Logan, yeah. So she was like, you're not doing nothing on your birthday. Be ready at 9am. I'm picking you up tomorrow. And I was like, okay, like fine. And so she picked me up at 9am. She had, um, like Mickey mouse ears for oh. me that were like rose gold, like cool chic ones. Yeah. And she gave them to me and she was like, we're going to Disneyland. And we went to Disneyland and Sheena treated me to the entire day. Aww. She bought my ticket, which like Disneyland passes are expensive. Really, yeah. And like bought me like, we went to like California Adventure so you, we could like drink. And she bought, she refused to let me pay for anything all day. Really gave nice. me the most kind, amazing birthday 
ever, um, especially for somebody that I just met. And I was just like, this girl like is really like caring and sweet and fun. And we just, we had the best day ever. And then basically after that, we were like inseparable. We went anytime she needed a plus one for something. I went and was so happy to be there. And so we got to do all this fun you stuff. Then, like when she got the podcast offer, did she immediately like, Hey, will you do this with me? So or? she got the podcast offer, uh, completely well, by herself. Like, you, like I, my my mouth is not able to say it. Is, shenanigans. Is it, see, I don't know. For some reason, it goes shenanigans. Like I can't. It's because it's spelled it. shenanigans. Yeah, it's like shenanigans. Yeah. So it's like shenanigans, but spelled with her name. But she had been doing the podcast for a little while, and she would invite me and be like, "Hey, I have this like guest on. Do you want to come watch?" And I would sit in the room right outside where they play the audio as they were recording, and I would listen. And I get to meet like cool people, like Laura Wasser, the divorce attorney. Like I watched their interview and got to meet her, and I was just like, "This is so." cool cool. Like, and I just felt grateful to be included. I was like, this is awesome to get to be here. And then there was, she had one of the housewives on, I forget which city it was, but it was a city that she didn't watch. And she was like, I know you watched the city of housewives. Will you come on and co-host with me and like help me come up with questions and things so that I seem like I watched the episode. And I was like, absolutely. So I made like her a list of like, basically like bullet points of like what's happening this season hot topics yeah. and questions that like as a fan of the housewives that I would want to know were or here. Yeah. And, um, she brought me on that episode and all of us vibed so well and it, it went really well. So we did that episode. And then after that, she and her producers were like, that was great. You guys have such a fun banter. You guys are awesome together. You guys have like this awesome situation and she was like, why don't you come do the next one with me? And so it just sort of, just started kind of started as like one by one. Because when I met you, you had already been doing it for a while. And I was like, I had described you as like color commentary. Yeah. You were the one that threw in like the funny, you know, like yeah. you were just that kind of color. Because she now has a broadcast degree. So she is like good at interviewing people and doing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we basically started as one by one. And then eventually she was like, you're my co-host. Like I started getting like DMs like, we love you on the episodes. And I was like, oh my God. I love this. I just remembered <laughs> the first time I actually did meet you, though, before what the, I was thinking I met you at uh, was at Logan's birthday yes. party at Sir, and you were talking about the Hawaii vacation. Yes. You, you went, that was you, right? You went yeah, on a Hawaii vacation. Yeah, we went on a Hawaii with, vacation. One of my favorite pictures of Sheena and I that she posted on my birthday this year is the paparazzi were like following us around Oahu. Because, because Robbie was there, right? No. Oh, yeah. Robbie from The Bachelor yes. was there. So they found out that they were there because they were like both posting on social media. Yeah, so it like, was like yeah, very... upon arrival, they knew that she was there. So they started following her around and she knows super nice to everyone. So she was like, hey, like we see you taking pictures of us. Will you actually get some good ones? And I think she had like a sunset or a sunglass ad or something that she had to do. And she's like, will you take it with your professional camera? And then I'll let you. I won't tell you to go away like for this. <laughs> She's like, give me a couple of professional photos and then we'll like, whatever. She's so, like posing in different outfits. After and- like 17 Conoritas, the like mini Corona bottles, <laughs> uh, we were like drinking on a beach somewhere and I was like, can you get a picture that I need? And I was like, this is what I want. I want Sheena in the foreground of the photo looking chic, like posing, like, doing her like best pose. And then I want me in the background looking like a complete loser waving. Wait, you have that picture, right? I have the photo. It's You'll on Sheena's Instagram. So I'll send it. it on, yes. Okay, cool. It's 
hilarious. It's like, and Sheena posted it on my birthday and she posted something funny like, Janet, I love you so much. You're like always in the foreground of my life. Like, and it's clearly me. I'm blurred in the background and my arms up. Like I'm waving like a total dork. So we like had a bunch of fun with these photographers. They were were like, Hey, like we, we see you taking pictures. Let's like make fun out of this and like do what we can. So yeah, Sheen and I've traveled together a lot. We've been to like Sydney, Nashville, Denver, Utah, like so many places together. So we, this is kind of like uh, I, I want to see like a fried green tomatoes remake with you and Sheena. Yeah, or some kind of like steel magnolias. Yeah, I like got a groove back, and then there's like different adventures as you guys get we older. Have, we've had so much fun, especially when we were both single. Like now, both of us have boyfriends. Womp womp. So Boring. we like don't see each other nearly as much. And like we're both totally guilty of being those girls. Um, but when we were single and just like living our lives, we had a blast together and we traveled together constantly. But every like every friendship has those phases where you do get into a relationship where you get a new job or you get something like that where it does doesn't change the nature of a friendship, but it's like, cause you can pick exactly back up, but there's only so many hours in the day. Totally. You know? And Sheena and I are like, like she's family <laughs> to me. I will always appreciate everything that she's done for me and like taking me under her wing in LA, showing me like the right and wrong paths. Um, but yeah, which, which by the way, wait, did she really take you? He's like, you don't want to go down Martell. That's a wrong path. <laughs> like what is like, did, what are the, there what would are the be times paths? where I'd be like, I'm going to go to this bar and she'd, she'd be no, like, you aren't. she would be like, I mean, if you want to do that, go there. But like, maybe this is what I like. This is that bar's reputation. I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, she was always looking out for me. See, this these are the Vanderpump Rules episodes I want. These are yeah. the like or the web series of like Vanderpump Rules twenty four seven, where we attach a GoPro to Sheena, and then we just see her day to day life. Sheena's such a fun person. Like, she's, and she's super fun to go get, out. I with. mean, like, she's a go getter. Oh, she's a hard worker. Um, she shows up on time for everything. Like ready to go, professional. Like she, yeah, she was able to put up with the bullies of season one. I totally. Mean, I mean, and constantly. I mean, she's a funny story. Okay, there was this girl. We posted about this on social media when it happened. There was a girl who DM Sheena, and it was right when she was doing her egg retrieval, which I went to like all of her appointments with her. It was like we were like having a baby together. <laughs> wow, that's huge. Um, but there was this. Girl, so she was checking her DMs, her like private DMs, because when you're when you yeah, have a public account. Yeah. All of your DMs that you're of people you're not following go into a separate inbox. That yeah, you have it's like to check. General and yeah. Then, yeah. So she was when she was freezing her eggs, she was checking her like general inbox because she was wanted to you know give support to other people and respond to people who had gone through similar experiences. In that time, somebody responded to Sheena and said something horrible, and in the message also said something like, "You might as well kill yourself." And I'm like one of those friends that like you don't fuck with my friends yeah. at all. And if you do, I will find you. And I like, I will find you. Like <laughs> I will find you. So this girl, like we, Sheena and I were at her beautiful home in Palm Springs and, um, we were like drinking like white claws by the pool one day. She's checking these messages and responding to people. Like, here's what my levels were. Here's like, like yeah, trying to be nice. And like, yeah, just being like super helpful. And this girl, sent her a message telling her to go kill herself. And I was like, give me her name. I will find her. Like she's going down. And, um, within one hour I had her parents' names, her place of work, her school, um, seven of her mutual friends. Like I had all of this girl's information and I went after her. I was like, I was like, what was the final result? I messaged her place of work and I was like, Hey, um, I just want to make sure that 
you guys are okay with a reflection of your company saying, Oh my God, you reached out. Oh yeah. You don't tell someone on the internet to go kill themselves. Like that's not okay. Yeah, do that to their face. Like say like, Oh, you're tacky or what? Like yeah. say whatever you want. And she thinks she's being flippant and making fun of like a celebrity. Yeah. Like, like it's so like, say, say whatever, whatever you want. Wants. Say her eyelashes are too long. Say whatever you want. But don't tell someone to go kill themselves. Like I've lost a friend to suicide. It's not funny. It's there's there's a line and that is crossing it. And there's not very much that's crossing the line. Yeah. Um, but I found her place of work and I messaged them and I was like, I just want to make sure that you guys are accepting this as a company that your that your employee is reflecting um, who you guys are and this is the message she sent and I just would like your feedback and she got fired and. And since you were already a part of the Subway family, they listened to you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they're like, she's a sandwich artist. (laughs) She knows what she's talking about. Um, That's, but see, that's the kind of stuff that we're not privy to that we can expect. Like, how much? I mean, it must be fun to be on the show, but like, how much? And like, I've talked to Ariana before and stuff like that. Or even we saw that in the last episode of just her talking about mental illness. Yeah, which I loved that she talked about that. Mental health, which I thought was an amazing scene. And then people pay attention to like, oh, her hair is different in this scene. But I was seeing on Twitter today, Ariana was like, somebody was like, oh, you're boring and bland. And you're, you know, you're such a bummer to be around. Which Ariana is literally the most fun human being ever. But like people just are like, Twitter is like a hellhole. People are assholes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But... But the thing is, like, she immediately wrote back. She's like, you know, hey, these are the kind of people that, like, make people not want to say there, yeah. you know, and don't listen to that. But it, it's got to suck to, like, I know just hearing small comments about, like, the stupid podcasters and like that can, like, really, like, I remember Thanksgiving, I was like, one of our buddies, Danny, Pell- Danny Pellegrino has a Facebook group. Love Danny. And, um, I, you know, everybody was being really nice about my podcast. Somebody had made a separate post about the podcast and I was, I don't know why I was on my phone right before Thanksgiving, but <laughs> I, somebody had posted, um, Hey guys, I listened to his old podcast. This isn't it. This guy's a jerk and da da da. And I was just like, I read it right before I sat down to Thanksgiving dinner and I just, I don't know this guy from Adam and it crushed me. I was, Did you just like furiously eat your Thanksgiving meal? You're like stabbing like, your... Turkey. Like, I will take this in the other room. You're like, I'm going to eat 5,000 calories because of you, asshole. I will do that regardless. But, you know, I mean, but it would really, those things do. And I can't imagine when it's the kind of vacuum when it's like then tens of thousands oh, or hundreds yeah. of thousands or potentially a million people having an opinion. Totally. On stuff. Like, I, I mean, we talk about this. I make fun of Jax all the time. But at the same time, I had to block him a couple weeks ago because I was starting to get to a point where I wasn't even comfortable if he just randomly searched his name and then he saw me making fun of all the times he cheated, which he did cheat. So I, you know, yep. but it still would suck to have your mistakes constantly course, thrown in your of face. Of course. Before we get into tonight's episode, though, I do want to then also bring like we're privy to the episodes and what they're chosen chosen to see like you have knowledge of all the background of everything yeah like, we were watching certain scenes and and you guys were talking about like oh that was after my birthday this time this time this time so i mean and and by the way there's only so much you could even say but like is it weird watching the show and then knowing the stuff that you do and how they piece it together how real can you say the show is i think the show is very real i think it is and obviously they have to edit it down to the very important parts which they do um, and like with the Ariana thing, like a lot of fans noticed that, uh, in not the yeah, most recent episode, her, but the, yeah, the second episode yeah. that her hair was longer and she had different makeup later on her scenes with Lisa. And what I think a lot of people don't understand is that 
Vanderpump Rules in every reality show. And Vanderpump Rules is very real, I think, compared to a lot of shows. They have to do pickup scenes. And a pickup scene is basically where they later call you in to do to read not redo a scene but maybe add to a scene and there's a lot of reasons for that it could be someone's mic malfunctioned and they said something important and they need to reshoot that or they didn't have the angle for it or um production which is you know 10 people on site with mics and cameras and producers and all these people you can only have those people work a certain amount of hours before they have to go home. So if somebody's having a conversation or they're filming something and they reach the, I don't know what it is, 12 hour, yeah. let's say Mark, they're like, we have to end this. Like legally we have to end this pickup yeah, scene or this, certain, this yeah. regular scene. Budgetary. And- so then they're like, okay, later we know you guys wanted to talk about this and this we're going to reshoot that scene or shoot longer of that scene because they thought it was an important because it was an important conversation. Our production legally had to go home. Your mic wasn't working. Our cameras malfunctioned. Our cameras couldn't get the angle. Like there's so many things that go into the actual production of it. And I really felt bad that it happened during Ariana's scene where she's talking about mental health because I think she's so brave. Well, I hate that the conversation then became about hair length. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, and I don't think the majority of the people that watch it. You know, they're not on Twitter or Instagram and like, you know, but there is that select, you know, hundreds or thousands of people that are hardcore fans that then it becomes about that. Yeah. And, are we, and people and are like, oh, the show's fake. Of, you clearly you like watch filmed fake. this two, you know, different times. It's like, yes, they filmed it two different times, but the conversations were com- completely authentic. Ariana didn't have a script going into that. Oh, and, and She was opening up about her mental health and putting out there that like, depression's real and she experiences it even though she's a beautiful strong successful woman you still experience depression and she's talking and opening up to lisa who's a hard person to open up to lisa's so put together and like her boss you know so the you know they have to reshoot things sometimes because of what? The technical details. Well, I said let's that say. On, on, I think I said it on Instagram. I've seen Jax do the same scene like six years in a row where he admits he's cheated <laughs> and he has different hair, different clothing <laughs> in each one, and it's the same right? scene. So, um, is it though, like, but I'm saying, like, you have. you have your personal opinions about these people away from the show. So, like, you. Went to Jackson Brittany's wedding yes. this year, right? Yes. Now you did tell me, like, are you blocked by Jax currently? Okay, I'm not blocked by Jax. But currently, you have been blocked but, by Jax. Okay, so when Jax and James had their like serious beef, yeah. like it was right after uh, old man Jax. It was right after James uh, went on live and was doing a performance at Sir and made a rap about oh, like is that um, Jax fucked yes, faith or something? Uh, got a black wraith. Ever y'all remember when Jack's fuck face? So James went on and did that. Historical. And um, they had serious beef after that, as they should. Like, Brittany ran out of the restaurant crying that night. And Brittany's the sweetest human being ever. So, like, like, you know, to do that to Brittany, it's See, that's so weird. Like, I I don't know Brittany except for, like, but the show. And I don't, I think there's, like, a, not a hidden agenda, but I think there's a whole, and I know you don't think so, but I think there's something more there. Because I just don't see how I don't know. I just don't understand the relation. I don't know. Anyways, it's not my. Well, you, Jax and James had their beef. They were Jax was furious with James. They weren't speaking. It was like a whole thing, um, and 
I had probably either retweeted James in that time or like posted with him on Instagram in my stories or something. James is a very good friend of mine. So I'm with him quite a bit. I love Raquel. Like, so I posted with him or about him and Jax was just like not having any of it. He was just like, I'm done with this guy. I want him out of my life. And anybody that's associated with him, I want him gone. So Jax not blocked me. that everybody's on the show is involved. Right. Yeah. So Jax blocked me sometime in that time. I don't know exactly when it was, but yeah, he blocked you me. You don't get like a message like. No. I just like realized I wasn't seeing his stuff or maybe I like searched him because somebody was like, oh, he tweeted this or that. <laughs> and you went and looked at and it. And I went and looked and it was like blocked by Jax. Yeah, that's Jacks. how I found out Daniel Stahl blocked me. Blocked like, by yeah. Blacks. But blocked by Jax. So I was like, weird. Like I see Jax out all the time and like we're friendly and he seems cool and Brittany's a friend yeah, of mine. Like, so how'd you like that block? Yeah. Janet? What's up? So I was like, that's weird. And so months go by and I get a wedding invitation and which was beautiful by the way. And you saved it, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sure I have it somewhere. Give you $80. I'm sure I have it somewhere, it. right? $80, yeah. Okay. All right. You're sold. <laughs> sold. By the way, I, I want to start a reality show museum, and I want Jax's chunky sweater. Yes. And, but, like, if I if like I think a Jax wedding invitation, like an original, not a reprint, would go I think top I have dollar it. on the I'll open give market. it to you if I oh. have it. So um, I was out with Jax and Randall and a bunch of people one night and, uh, we we're in an Uber going from one place to another. No, it was like, it was me, Randall and Jax. Yeah, right. No, it was like a bunch of us. Like, but we there was like eight of us in like, there was like eight of us in an Uber XL and I'm in the far back and Jax is no, in the you passenger spring seat. For that or do they spring? Like, do you ever go like, let me spring for the Uber XL? No. Okay. Or, I just want to know. I just didn't know if like, sometimes if I'm out with people that are more wealthy than me, sometimes I have to be like. Hey, I'm sure I offered, but Randall's like the most kind, generous human being in the entire world. Yeah. He would never let anyone pay for anything around him. So we're we're in this Uber XL. Jax is in the front passenger seat. I'm in the third row of like an Escalade or something in the far back. And I'd had just en- enough drinks that I was like feeling bold and sassy. And so I yelled oh. up from the back to the front seat. And I was like, Hey Jax. And this is like a month before his wedding. I'm like, mm. can you unblock me before your wedding? So I can tag you. And everyone in the loop Uber lost it. Like everyone was like cracking up he and he like was like, he was like, all right, legit. All right, that's okay. fine. And he was like, I'll unblock you and re-add you now. So he like re-added me so that I could tag him in his wedding photos. Like See, the next one. I would have been so scared to say that because I would have thought, like, if that goes wrong, that joke, like, you lose the invite to the wedding. Well, I was already in the Uber, so I was like, what's he going to do? Like, he's not going to put me out on the street I right now. Like Everyone would have had to get out of the car to let me out of the third row. Like, he's not going to do <laughs> that. That would have been amazing if it, all he of a sudden have in done the movie, that. you say that, and then all of a sudden it cuts it's to, like, like the limo and you getting out. And then right? The limo... So he was like, yeah, I'll re-add you. So he re-added me. So since then, like, we've been good. And No, I know I'm I not... don't want to do, I don't want to do any spoiler alerts, but... Do they end up getting married? They end up getting okay, married. Okay, so all the so it's true they Their are Their wedding married. honestly was one of the most fun weddings I've ever been at. It was so cool. Like they're like cut scene to like all of us dancing with Lance Bass at their reception to bye 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 and Lance Bass is, is doing the crazy. full routine and yeah, so Hoover's are all of us. There. Yeah. They had- oh, 
Hooters girls serving platters of wings. Like it was. Wait, did you have a room in the castle? I didn't have a room at the castle. I stayed at the hotel that they like recommended for guests. That was the castle. Did they was, ship people in? Like, did you or did you have to get your own Uber? Oh, I to got. The... I got my own flight and hotel. No, and no, stuff I meant like, like, a, like from the hotel. Did they have shuttles going in, or did you have to? I think they find had shuttles. The I think they had shuttles, but I think we Ubered because I think I went early and then stayed till like five in the morning. It was an open bar, right? Oh yeah. One of the bigger is like no, just beer. Yeah, and cash, wine. Bar, yeah, cash, yeah, bar. cash bar, cash <laughs> bar. No, yes. they paid for everything. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. <laughs> like it was so much fun. There actually was, as far as I know, limited How or you not very get, little like, drama. Blackout drunk at something like that. I mean, I did. Okay, that's what I was like. like I, I don't remember the bye 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 dance. All I remember I is seeing that I was... my mom was like, "I see you in a video on Facebook of like you dancing with Lance Bass, <laughs> who I you made me take you to like all of his concerts." Oh, and that's the weekend because uh, Shep. Because then I noticed you and oh, Shep would always Shep go back the and wastest, forth. Wastedest. Shep got to watch what happens live. They yelled at Shep for taking video. Yeah, of the... there was a couple of people that did that because they made it very clear. That oh, they did make it very clear. They made it Shep very was clear. Like, Sorry, I didn't no, know. They made it very clear on the invitations and everything else that like this is an event being filmed. Please do not post like the ceremony. They were like, post all you want at the reception, but and the ceremony was like their sacred thing. Yeah. yeah, and the camera crews are there, but that's not going to air for months. So they were like, don't post. And then Shep literally goes live. Everybody, and maybe he didn't see it or whatever. But and I love Shep. He's like super fun and funny. But yeah, he was one of the most wasted people at the did wedding. Shep make a move on you? Okay, yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so here's the thing. So Sheena and Shep have like made out. I don't think that they've like no. I, yeah, I think that. But up. I think that was like talked about because Dodie hooked up with Craig. Oh, she did. That's what she said on Watch What Happens Live I last didn't week. Know that? Yeah. Interesting. I don't Craig think Craig's a great that hot. Guy. I the, I even think Craig's a good looking guy. Yeah, Logan met him at BravoCon and is now in love with. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. No, so I think maybe he missed the memo or something, and he posted a bunch of stuff. And it, people. Wait, wait, wait. Am I? But like, how does how does a how does a chef come on to a girl? Like okay, from a so first this is what happened. Go, like, does he try to bring up like I, I'm a re, I'm what you call a reader. I read books. So Shep um, has grown up wealthy and is on a reality show and doesn't get told no very often. He, you know, goes out in Charleston and he's like there's fans and people and, you know, people are like willing to shep it. And so at the wedding... And this is pre-boyfriend too, right? At the wedding, I was like going through a breakup, um, but I was like, Sheena was my girl, so I was like, I'm not trying to... Like, Sheena and I are already Eskimo sisters, which is one thing. Wait, over and over, but oh my god! But she and I have always been Robbie. Oh no, no Valletta. Oh no, not Rob Valletta. Robbie and I, I've never slept with Robbie. I've never slept with him, and neither is she. I don't think. Wait, when you when you made out with him, do you have a do you get a seizure because his teeth are so bright? I'm so. Oh my god, I got like you know that feeling when you get your teeth whitened and they're cold. Like that's what it feels like kissing them. You feel by the way when you kiss them, some of the white goes onto your teeth, and it's like you get the you get the whiteness chills. Um, No, we're like we've we've definitely hooked up with some some of the same people, but we've always like run it by each other, and it's been like wait. you guys like high five like guys like what up i mean maybe, yeah maybe I a little bit do. but so when shep like initially hit on me like at the he so said Sheena something maybe not hit on, on me Sheena had her eyes on shep so you shouldn't have had eyes on shep yes okay. but 
when he he initially said something that kind of flirty, I don't want to say hit on me, but like said something flirty to me, and I said something to Sheena, like, okay, I'm like going through this breakup, I'm kind of single. Like, What's considered flirty? Like, how do you know when a guy I is saying something I forget what flirty? he said. Like, it's like, he maybe told me look, I was pretty or something. Dress, yeah. Um, I think that is what he said. Okay. I think when I came up, came down for the wedding and like before we were leaving, he said something like wowza or like, you know, something. And, um, cause I'm always like, I like, counting and pros. I said something to Sheena, like, so is he like cool and in the clear or like, nah. And she was like, no, like I, that's somebody that I like wouldn't want you maybe to hook up with. And I was like, okay, cool. We're good. Like, it's not worth it. And that's a normal thing that girls and guys do. Then after the wedding, it's probably like 4am and we had all been partying in like the groomsman suite, like just. Which that's shots. what he said on Watch What Happens Live is that the oh, was that place was trash. trash. And they had to like, trash. But Brittany was, didn't know that she said on Watch What Happens Live until I wouldn't show. doubt that she didn't know that because it was it was so there was like a tower that was like off probably like a hundred yards from the main castle and that's where the groomsman suite was and that place was definitely trashed and I was leaving and going back to the hotel and Shep was staying at the hotel I was staying at because he wasn't in the wedding party and. I was oh, with, and I've seen shitty. I mean, I've seen shitty Shep. Like, I mean, when he gets drunk on the yeah. show, so he must have been like grabbing. So he hands. was, he was wasted. We were all were wasted. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. it was four in the morning. We were going back to the hotel that was probably like two or three miles from the castle, the best western, and yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And um, we were. I was in the back seat with Shep, Courtney Berman, who's like a photographer friend that has been on the show. She did Britney's like. Sexy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she did their engagement photos. She's done a bunch of stuff. She's a super talented photographer. She's amazing. So I'm in the car with Courtney, Shep, and I were in the back seat. Shep's in the middle, and then I think Randall's assistant was in the front seat because he wasn't staying at the castle either. And on the way home, Shep was like, he kept calling me Linda because he kept getting my name wrong. I think he thought like grandma names, like Linda is like the same Francis, as Janet. Francis. Yeah, like <laughs> Gertrude, whatever your name is. And he like, I told him earlier, like I can't, like, I can't yeah, yeah, interact yeah. with you like that because Sheena's my friend. And, 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 but by the way, that, and that like made shift. him literally yeah. his eyes light up and like, this yep. is a challenge. Exactly. I have to go for it. Cause then it's like that manly thing that he's yes. like really into the machismo of like, I have well, to get her project. Yeah. Now it's project chef. Yes. So on the way home, then he tried to kiss me and I was like, Hey bro, yo, like this is not happening. Yeah. And, and like, like, I think Shep's a great guy and like super fun and funny and had awesome. a tough season this year on the show. Not, oh I mean, yeah. Not, not but I was like, you know, this isn't happening. Move on. And yeah, he tried to kiss me. It was awkward. And uh, poor guy. That was it. That's and then the next morning he had to call me cause he was like, what did hey, I do last no, night? He was like, I lost my phone. I think you have it in your room. And I was like, I a hundred percent don't have it in my room. And he had to go to like four rooms to check to see like where his oh phone was. And eventually found it. Janet, but... It would be amazing right now if you're like, I do have it and I'll sell it to you for your museum for a thousand dollars. 10,000. I know you're a trust fund baby. You could be 10,000. Um, uh, I wish I was a trust fund baby. Um, okay. So, uh, I'm going to take a quick break to go to the bathroom. We're going to regroup and then we're going to go into Love the show. It. Okay. Janet is on here right now because I wanted we actually watched the episode that airs tonight that is episode four. three wait I think yeah, three episode three of Vanderpump Rules and you are you're listening to the girl that 
is the sower in the back of Gina Shea's Marina de- the, Del Rey abode. The producers now call me Janet the Taylor whenever I run into them. Now, Janet, in speaking of real of the show, do you actually know how to sew? I do know how to sew. Um, very basically, so I know how to sew. If I get like a hole in something or I need something hemmed like a little bit, I know how to do that. So when Sheena, Danica, and Charlie wanted their sir dresses to be shorter and tighter, I was like, I can do that. I can't do like extreme alterations, but I can sew and I have a sewing machine. I will say in the episode when we set it up, um, the sewing machine, there's a lot of technical things that go into episodes, but the sewing machine itself was too loud, like in my microphone that I was wearing, yeah. to have it on. I like it was like a little Janet sweatshop happening right? in his apartment. And they're like there's like slave labor. Um, so we couldn't have the sewing machine actually running during the episode. So it's funny if you know how to sew and you have a sewing machine like mine or the same one I have, you'll know it has to be plugged in, obviously. And if you look closely, my sewing machine is not plugged so in. The show. I love it. It's like Ariana's hair is different. The sewing machine isn't plugged in. Come on, guys. And I did help them with their dresses and make them whatever, but it was off camera because the sound of the sewing machine was too loud. And if if it we would have really actually have plugged it in and done it while we were filming – you would have only heard like, like. I think it's very Vanderpump rules. Is for one of the plot lines, one of the intense plot lines is that Sheena needs to make her skirt shorter. Yeah, she's feeling pressured. At work. She's got to show off that ass. I, mean, I just think that's. I think eight seasons in, I I like that we're still there. We're still yeah. possible of like I need the legs. To look yeah, good, and that we're just bringing new kids into the equation. Totally. Wait, before we start the episode, I want to run down the new cast members. Um, just give me a couple words. What you sure. Think of one. Um, New Brett that wears the two necklaces and the talking heads. Okay, Brett, he's like, uh, like I feel like he's like an inspirational speaker, like motivational speaker. No, he's, he's like a former YouTuber, so it's kind of the same thing. So he's super sweet. Um, I really like Brett. But how much do his looks play a part into you thinking he's very sweet? Because I feel like a lot of people are genuinely sweet, but they're just not good looking, so nobody gives a shit. I like having somebody that's good looking, that's also cool, and I feel like Brett's that. Okay, yeah, but it helps if he's good. Yeah, it definitely now, helps. New Max, or just Max, as we'll call him. Max. I love Max. He's super fun, witty, quick, why, fun. why are girls flocking to New Max? Like, I don't understand. I think I it's, like I think I it's mean, his personality in real life. I think if you meet Max in real life, you'll see he's, like, very charming and sweet. And I get it. Like, he's not, like, this, like, super buff, like, hot guy. Something, but I just... It was it was shocking for the audience to come into a new season and first meet a guy, and then the two hot girls on the show, Sheena and the new Dana girl, yeah. are like this dude, and like, dude, let me get to know you first before. Two I have heard that he has you. a big wiener. That's what I'm saying. But okay, so it's it might be that as a girl, and I guess even Logan, is you listening? Big wieners. When do they come into play? Because. Do people talk about big wieners immediately? Or I thought big wieners always like, he's a great guy. And get this, I think he might have a big wiener. But I feel like with Max, people are like talking about big wiener immediately when they meet him. I think it's because the rumors have been spread, you know? So it's like, like once it's, it's like out there. Mark Wahlberg thing about yeah. It's like, what do you got cooking underneath those big Yeah. See, I do love that there's a part of the... I, lo- I want to get this rumor going enough where like people want to see the front of like... see. Max as a manager 
uh, if he survives because they want to see the Apple Watch that yeah. them, and they want to see what's cooking uh, yeah. in the pants. So I think that's so nice it. Guy. You like nice guys. So Dana, what do you think? I love Dana. I think she's hilarious. I've I seen her, her I've seen her stand up like on camera, off camera, and I was scared of the she's joke and then she turned it around, which I thought she's was genuinely funny. No, I do have AirPods, Dick. I do. Yeah. Dana's genuinely hilarious. She's hilarious. Her stand-up's awesome. Like she has done stuff where she's like maybe the last comedian out of like a handful of people that are better known than she is. Um, My favorite part of that uh, stand-up comedy seems like how many people did that, and and Sandoval was like. Yeah, like you got yes. Reasons. I thought that was really funny. So I think she's hilarious. Um, when I met her, we became fast friends. We met at Logan's birthday party, and it was around the same time that Sheena was like, "I don't like Dana." So at so first, see, that's what I told uh, Logan when when I first saw the previews because I just didn't believe Max and Sheena had dated. They really but did. They no, really they did. really did. Yeah, it was, was a real thing. It was like hot and heavy for a month, and it just like ended because he ghosted her. And what we saw in this kind of little pieces of this and this and like a preview for next is that they really did kind of, or that's what they're pushing that storyline. Yeah. The triangle between Sheena and yeah. Max. And- so when Dana and Sheena first met, Sheena knew that this was Max's current girlfriend fling, whatever you want to describe them as. And she was like, I don't like her. And as a ride or die friend, I initially was like, yeah, fuck Dana. Like we're not friends with her. You don't like her. I don't like her. And then I met Dana at Logan's birthday and we sat next to each other at his birthday dinner. And she was so funny and quick witted and hilarious and smart. And I was like, I like this girl. I was like, I really like her. And I I should and want to hate her because I want to be team Sheena, but she's awesome. And so after that, she and I became really good friends. And it sort of caused some contention that you'll maybe see later in the season um, between Sheena and I. But I really, really liked Dana. And I thought she was an awesome girl. And I wanted to get to know her better. And the more I got to know her, I, you know, she tell, she talks about losing her mom and how close they were. And just all of these things where I was like, I can't hate this girl. Yeah. I like her. As a ride or die friend, though on that same tip, what, how is it, is it weird to see your friend, the the picture they paint of Sheena as like this crier and like, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, it's just, it's gotta be weird that like uh, Sheena's eight seasons in and it's like, she never really, she steps into her power sometimes, but it's frustrating when you're like, Sheena, do not fall into this of like nerdy new guys giving a fucking shit what they say. Yeah. You know, is that frustrating as a ride or die friend? Yes, absolutely. I mean, when I, when I first met Dana and we got to know each other, I went to Sheena and I was like, I think you're really going to like this girl. She's like really fun and yeah. hilarious and quick witted and like I said, smart and all these genuine good qualities. I think you'll actually like her if you give her a chance beyond the fact that she is Max's new girl. And she did. And and also Sheena's now with like uh, a big, huge Australian. Yeah. You'll see their friendship change and develop and go through all these ups and downs and um, you'll see negatives and positives. Yeah. Um, Okay. And then we just met this week. Uh, Danica, Danica, who looks 
I mean, who does look like a dark-haired version of Dana in certain ways. Interesting. I've never thought about like really? that. Really? You didn't see that picture of them side-by-side side where no. it was like, they just look like the same person with different hair? No, but... You don't see that in real life. And then Charlie, which is Sheena's mini-me we meet in this episode. Charlie's funny and hilarious, and I don't know her as well as I do Dana and Danica. Danica's hilarious and she's sassy as fuck you're going to see she's the manager at sir she's the manager at sir um you'll see a lot of sassy things from danica she's so she comes into play she's gonna we're gonna see her multiple you're gonna see her more there was a whole like page six article about um at the premiere party recently well jacks busted this story yeah they were like they're like danica gets arrested she didn't get arrested thanks to me wait so are you allowed to say what happened I think I can, and if yeah, not, I mean, I'll well, get in the, trouble okay, for so it. The reason, the reason I knew about this originally was because Jack's on his Instagram, or no, on Watch What Happens Live. Watch or What Happens Live. He said, "Oh, one of the new people yeah. got arrested the night of the premiere." So she party. did not get arrested. So, but then there was footage of her getting questioned by the police. So Danica and Brett. Um, Brett is a bartender. The at new, new Brett, not new Brett, but new. There's new three Bretts. There's. Gay Brett, who works at Tom Tom. There's Brett. Uh, Brett. Oh, I love Brett. Yes, Brett's been Brett on the Kenyon. Been, yeah, Brett Kenyon. There's Brett Cap, who's the new one who made out with Sheena. Two necklace Brett. Yes, two necklace Brett, and then um, Brett, the guy that wanted to have a threesome with Danica that we see in this episode. Yes. So Brett Willis, Danica's Brett, um, works at Sirs. Danica's his manager. Um, they have a very up and down relationship. They're like hot and heavy or like screaming at each other. And it's never really in between. It's always like and very that's, that's, passionate. That's real, not just show. Oh, it's very real. Yeah. Very, very, very much real. But you see it played out in the show a lot. Um, so Brett, the Brett from Sir, not Two Necklace Brett. <laughs> two necklace, we see some of, we see him. He's going to be on the show too. You'll see him a lot. Okay. Uh, maybe not a lot, but you'll see him. Yeah. Um, so Danica and Brett were, they break up and get back together a lot. They're like, break up, make up, like they're that couple, Ross and Rachel were on a break situation a lot. So during the premiere party, they were, uh, not talking and broken up, quote unquote. Everyone knows they're going to get back together. So at the premiere party, Danica is there. She looks gorgeous. Brett's there, and Brett actually brought my boyfriend as his plus one. Danica brought me as her your plus one. By the way, seems like the nicest guy. He's the most ever. wonderful yeah, human okay. being in the entire world. So Brett and my boyfriend go to the premiere party together. Danica and I get glam with Raquel um, and go to get all the what three the of us go we together. See Raquel in the show, like full time. I think like, soon. Okay. I think soon. You'll you'll see a lot more of Raquel this season. I think. Um, so the three of us go. And we all have a great time at the premiere party. Everybody goes to Rocco's, which is Lance's, Lance Bass's which bar. Which is right down the street from Tom Tom. On super Monica close. Boulevard. So after everything uh, ends at the actual premiere party, we go to Rocco's. And Danica and I are at the bar ordering drinks. And Brett walks in with a girl <gasps> who I'd met one other night out with Brett. And she was just not it. She's just... Um, and they were on a break, though. They were not talking and broken up at the time. Okay. So the girl walks in and says something. I forget what she says to Danica, but, like, talked shit to her. But, like, as she tur- like as she's walking by and turns her shoulder and says something like, 
like, okay, bitch, or like something like that. Like, yeah. And Danica is, especially after as many tequilas as she had had that night, is this not. This is a full night of premiere party. Every yeah. Class, you just saw two so shorts. This is after like four hours of the premiere party. Yeah. 90% of the people go to Rocco's afterwards. So Brett didn't bring the girl to the premiere party, but brought her to the after party. And Danica sees. So why would you do that if your ex was exactly. there? Exactly. Like, mean, but see, I don't think he even did that like thinking. I just think no. guys are dumb as hell. I like, completely agree. So the girl says something shady to Danica along the lines of like, watch it, bitch, as she's like passing her and like walks by. Danica is not somebody that tolerates that or like puts up with that. Respect on that name. And after like seven tequilas, Danica literally was like, what did you say to me? And the girl like started to get in Danica's face and Danica pushes her like pretty hard and is like, I said, talk some shit back to her. So the two of them are about to go at it. And you're watching this. I'm sitting next to Danica and I start to separate them and I'm just like, don't do it. Like, let's, you know, don't. Now when you separate a friend, do you give them a little room of like, yeah, take some swipes and then I'll separate you. I mean, I wanted, this girl deserves some swipes. Yeah. But, um, I like, like, intervened a little bit and was like, don't do this, blah, blah, blah. And the girl disappears. And I'm like, okay, cool. She realized that this is a highly uncomfortable environment for her. It's all of Danica's friends. It's all the people from the show. It's producers, sound people. Like, Sandoval's singing the entire, karaoke. Yeah, like Sandoval's up there doing like Jesse's Girl. Okay, I've seen him do Jesse's Girl He has like, like eight. Lot. Sandoval he has, has like eight standard. go-to. I've seen him at Rocco's. Where like I went with Logan on a Monday night, and it was like me, Logan, my our friend Laura, and Sando by himself, just so he could sing. Yeah, just so he could sing his hits. You know, Sandoval is a karaoke king. He Loves knows it. there should be like a Sandoval karaoke tour where you like go around West Hollywood because he knows what bars do karaoke every single night, or and like he a Tom goes Tom and kills it. Of karaoke, like a I'm sand, actually shocked that Tom Tom doesn't have that, karaoke already. Well, because I think it's a little like Nick Lalane. His yeah. decor doesn't really yeah. fit karaoke. No, but I'm surprised he hasn't fought for it because yeah. whatever. So Danica like pushes this girl out of her space. The girl disappears. And we're like, okay, cool. The girl realized Game this over. is not her uh, but environment. Brett disappeared too? Or no, is he- Brett's still there. And then probably five minutes, ten minutes later, the girl shows up with like herself and seven LAPD officers. And I'm, first of all, if you live in LA, you know, if you call 911, I've called 911 like twice it here takes. for stuff. They, I could be like, help, I'm being stabbed. Like, I'm bleeding out. And they'll be like, we'll be there in 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, LAPD does not show up fast. No. So the fact this girl got seven LAPD officers. There was a little piece of video that you could see of her getting, like, her talking to like six cops. Yeah. On the, outside of Rocco. So this girl, like, I forget her name. Like, she, Brett girl, whatever her name is, shows up with like seven LAPD officers. And I'm like, her name was Brandy Glanville. Right. <laughs> I'm like, how did one, how did you like, are you paying these officers? How did you get them here so quickly? You asked her that? No, but okay. I was like in my head, like, how did you get them here so quickly? And how did you get so many of them? This is not normal. And, um, they find Danica, they put her in handcuffs and they, they walk her, her out to the street in front of all of her friends and producers and all these people. The producers are scrambling like, oh, get cameras, get no, cameras they're like, now. Turn your iPhone sideways, let's get this. Yeah. And I'm sure they got it. But um, it went on for like an hour and at first my boyfriend and I tried to talk to the girl that was 
that brought the police officers. And we're like, look, you don't want to actually send her to jail. Like she pushed you, but you were in her face and you're calling her names and you're doing all this stuff. Like you're antagonizing her. Trying to get the girl not to do anything. Brett also was like, come on, like let's end this. He's was crying. It was like a whole mess. And eventually I was like, what do you want out of this to the girl? And the girl's like, I want her to go to jail. And I'm like, are you joking? First of all, her mugshot's going to be amazing because she looks hot as fuck yeah, tonight. She's done up. Two, you really want to send her to jail in that dress? Because, like, you don't want to go to jail in, like, a tight, short dress. So it all carries on. We're realizing that we can't reason with this girl. This girl is just trying to, like, get Danica to go to jail. Danica is cuffed but outside of the cop car and... Uh, my boyfriend, who's a lawyer, luckily, said something to me like, is she under arrest or not? And I was like, I don't know. So we go up to the police that are around Danica, and we're like, is she under arrest or not? And they're like, no, technically she's not under arrest. So my boyfriend and I say, okay, well, then she has the right to walk away. And they're like, technically, yeah. And they uncuff her, and she walks back inside. So that's how it ended. And it honestly was like, not that I, love that this I is guess like, like this big is like of a the deal. Season premiere of like, yep, season started. Like that's gotta be crazy for somebody new on the show yeah. to go through that and be like, oh, I have to really doubly be careful yes. now of everything I 100%. do. A hundred percent. It's all on film. And also I mean, I I bet Brett and Danico now will still probably be back together for the next year. I wouldn't doubt it. Um so we did watch this episode. What do you think of the season so far? And can you even be objective anymore? You did start, you, you knew the show, you had watched the show, you liked the mm-hmm. show, I'm assuming. Or yeah, I loved not it. Like the show? Loved it. So what do you think? Like, I personally hated last season. I don't know necessarily why. It just, to me, was like kind of this weird blend that I don't know necessarily worked. What do you think of this season so far? Do you have a I think it's awesome. I love that they're bringing you new people in, especially people, because like so many... actually. I like it. Yeah, so many of the cast members don't work at Sir anymore. Um, So I think it's awesome to bring it back to the restaurant and show what the restaurant vibe is and things that are internally happening happening at Sir. I think that's awesome. Um, I think the new cast members are going to bring a lot. And I think we're going to see a different side. I think we're going to see sort of the evolution of Lisa's employees. We're going to see people like Jax, Brittany, Katie, Tom, Lala, who all started at Sir, and then how they've grown since. And then you're also going to see the new evolution of the new new cast members coming in. I mean, and we, you know, I know we can't really super get into that, but like, that's why it's so unfortunate when these boneheads, like their past comes up and they've done stupid things with it. Oh yeah. Because it does affect the actual overall, you know, like, it, it, what, what I feel bad for those things is that, like, we now have to watch these these scenes with Sheena and, like, like in this scene when it's, like, we can't even watch it. Like, it's peppered with how we view his tweets now instead of we should just be embarrassed yeah. because we wrote those things. And I Sheena. would just say, like, obviously the things that – it's Max and Brett both, um, it, like, came out because fans fans searched on Twitter. You can search people's names and then you oh, can Lord. type in – you know, the N-word, like, gay, like, these uh, hot topic words, um, and see if these people have said things like that. So in the screenshots that were posted, you can see that the N-word that Max and Brett have said in 2012, long ago, it's highlighted, or it's bolded. 
so yeah, you can so tell that those people were searching like controversial words and then posting it. I will say, obviously, that is absolutely not okay. Not. It wasn't okay then. It's not okay now. Um, but I also think as a society that we have to be more understanding. What's the point? Okay, let's just say somebody like Max who said these ignorant things back in the day. He has grown and learned so much since then. And as far as I've known Max for the last two years, I've never heard him say anything remotely racist at all. So he has grown a lot since then. I think as a society, our whole like canceled culture, like if you've once done something wrong, you're canceled forever, you're fired, you're, you're shunned from this earth. I don't think that's the attitude that our society needs to have. I think we need to have something that's like, you can be ignorant at one time. And if you learn from it, apologize and do better and continue on a better path after that, that's a good thing. Otherwise, what's the motivation for people right now who are racist and ignorant to grow and learn? It, no, exactly. I think the sometimes the danger or the part that viewers can be distrusting about is that, well, are they actually sorry or are they sorry because they're on a TV show now? And I think that's the thing. Uh, like I said, I've met Max many times, really always liked him. But at the same time, I knew like when I was his age, I didn't say those things. But I yeah. was also a nerd. I wasn't like... I wasn't like, and you could tell the way he was using them. He thought it was quote unquote cool. Yeah. He, he was using, he was using the N word almost like homie. That's what I'm saying. But even then, like I knew it was never a cool or it was not my place yeah. as a cis white Also, male. how old are you? Uh, I'm like in my twenties. No, I'm 38. Like, I'm okay. Like old. I'm 30. Like Max is a few years younger than me. Also, we're in a generation where everything that we've said in our younger years is cemented in the internet. So we also have to realize, like, everybody has said something racist, whether they like to admit it or not, or homophobic or sexist or something. And it's now cemented in time. So these people have definitely, like, I will say Max and Brett have definitely learned and grown from this ignorance that they had and this racism that they had but since then they've learned and i think that we should instead of being like they're canceled because they once did something bad 10 years ago we as a society need to say it's okay to learn from your mistakes and be better and we're not just going to cancel you because you once did something wrong we need to say like you did something wrong and you should be ashamed of that absolutely but if you've grown from it and educated yourself and grown beyond that it's okay there is a point where we do have to let people grow yeah there is a point because like what's do is there is there a canceled island do it yeah island we don't talk to them anymore like i i mean it is weird because we're dealing with the show like vanderpump rules which at its heart is a bunch of people that have cheated on each other partied with yeah watching these people grow up but then you throw new people and they're immediately thrown into this thing that eight years ago yeah wasn't what it is now and like you know like what i went and looked at uh, jackson's old tweets and i i mean i i found something where he was like no homo about scott disick but in the main like the the biggest thing i could find was that he spelled masturbated wrong he spelled (laughs) 
He spelled it as two words, master space. No, really? Yeah, I posted it on Instagram. And it was like, uh, he, and he, but he was trying to stick up for gay people saying like, you know, the people that don't want like gay marriage are probably also people that has master space baited to two women <laughs> kissing. Which his heart was in the right place, right. but he still was, you know, right. a complete jacks about it. So I think just in general, like we have to be like, people make mistakes. We're all human. And their mistakes were hurtful and hurt an entire minority of people that do not deserve to have that pain and things put out there. But since then, these people have grown, learned from things, educated themselves, and I think we need to celebrate that in well, itself. Well, not even celebrate it, just accept it. Like, accept yeah. That, like, there's no, like, they we don't, don't need to cancel the them. But they don't need to be canceled. We don't need to cancel them for the mistakes they've made in their past. Like, they've made mistakes. They both sincerely apologized. They both cried their eyes out and didn't sleep for nights because of this all coming out. Like, they genuinely felt bad. It wasn't because Bravo was like, you better apologize. They genuinely it's felt gotta be, bad. I mean, it's got to be weird to all of a sudden have a spotlight on you. Of course. And then to have the highlights of all your stupid moments in your life. You know, that has to be something that nobody's trained for. Just And it's hard because, like I said, this is Vanderpump Rules. It's a show where you don't think these issues are going to come up. Yeah. But we're in such a pressurized situation as a society and as a nation right yeah. now that there's like a hyper-awareness. It, it is very... As it should be. I'm, I'm happy for the hyper-awareness. Well, I think these conversations should be had. It's just... 100%. It's just weird that it's happening around Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. You know, like... I want political conversations to be happening. So when it happens to a show that I know a lot of us genuinely love, it's frustrating, but I can't, I mean, so it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it's handled from yeah. this point on. Um, and we're definitely not here to talk about that because I want to talk about fart jokes, which is what this, <laughs> this episode is pretty much about. No, I'm joking. Um, so to get off that kind of serious topic, to get back to this show, um, what have you thought of the first couple episodes as a viewer? I've loved it. Um, I think that they're introducing the new cast members very well. Yeah. Um, now, they, they, they start off this episode, which is now is, is Nikolai. Now, Nikolai is Stasi's brother, and they're at Stasi's He's like place. the wise child. Well, th- what I'm, you know, did you watch Game of Thrones ever? I, n- yes so, and no. So, okay, so there's a character named Bran, and Bran we see in the first season, he's like a little kid. And he's like, by the end, he's like a grown man, but it's like in the span of a couple of years because it just took a long, like eight seasons of Game of Thrones took a long time. So when we see Nikolai now, he's starting to go through yeah. like the change. Yeah. And it's also the like, change. Again, like, we're all of a sudden like, damn, Nikolai's like tall and stuff. And he's yeah. like, last time I saw him, he was like the little like kid taller giving, than Stassi he's now. He's like sage advice, but now he's like starting to grow into his manhood. And I got to tell you, it was shocking for me. Yeah. It was shocking for little Nikolai to be medium-sized Nikolai. Yes. Uh, yes. He's, yes. like, so cute. I love I love <sighs> Stassi and Nikolai's relationship. I think it's so cute. It reminds me of me and my younger brother. Like, I love that Stassi's not above taking advice from him or... No, I don't think that's Stassi's problem at all. I don't think Stassi's, like... I think Stassi gets good advice from where she can get it. You yeah. Know? Like, and she obviously... We saw her mom from last season freak out in that yeah. one episode which was one of my favorite episodes. And which would be so hard for somebody like Saucy to see, like, cause your, your parents are indirectly signed up for filming. But and imagine like your parents supposed to be your rock or that's what mm-hmm. society but tells that, us. But yeah. And, then, and that's not always the case. And like, 
I have the same thing with my mom where we go back and forth and 90% of the time my mom is my mom. But see, that's why I want you to be a full-time cast member so we can see the pillows <laughs> on an episode. Right. Like oh, my day. God. But there are times when I parent my mom where like my mom will be like, I went to a bar and this happened. And I'm like, why were you there? What was happening? You know? And so I, I think it's, it. you know, right. Yeah. She's like, it was only a $5 entry fee for me, but 20 for dudes. So like, <laughs> you know, you see, but I, I really appreciate seeing like Stassi yeah. and her interactions with her younger brother because it, it makes, I don't know. It feels like at it home. Feels like, no, it feels, and it's, I love that. Uh, Bo is really that guy of like, that he, He's that kind of dude that does have secret recipes. They point out, yeah. The scene of like I can't tell you all those spices. Stassi's lucky. Like he like he seems like he really cares about he those. He cooks for her. Oh, uh, what'd you put in this sauce? It's fresh horseradish with ketchup and some extra spices. You don't want to tell me what they no, are, huh? I don't. Because it's your secret. Because it's my secret. <laughs> He's so weird. <laughs> He's so weird. I'm really glad that you guys are here because a year ago. Probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. Last year, when my mom and I had our falling out, she said some mean things. You're actually down here, and he's up here. <laughs> but my clock is ticking, and I need grandchildren. <laughs> she was over emotional. She was irrational. I just need her to hold me and tell me that she loves me. And I just—it was too much for me. You guys could have talked in private. And you guys could have resolved it then instead of not talking to each other for a year. My brother's always been so incredibly mature, even as a little kid. You have to be funny, handsome. You have to be handsome? You have to be mature, brave. Mature is tough for me. Like, we're, okay. Wait, dude, your guy does plenty for you. I've seen that your guy. Okay, my dude does a lot for me, but I cook, I cook like probably three nights a week, I'll cook dinner for us. You don't really Instagram that a lot. I don't Instagram it a lot. I should, but I'll be like, Hey Jason, can you like, um, like zest this lemon or like chop this onion while I'm doing nine other things? He's like, Oh, oh, uh, so like you, you, you cut which knife and like, how do I I cut it like this way? And I'm just like, never mind. I'm like so impatient. I'm like, never mind. Fuck it. I'll cook it myself. But see, is that, is that a fallacy though? Girls don't really want guys to help or do that. No, sometimes I'm literally like drowning in the kitchen. I'm like, Oh my God, the potatoes are almost done. The food's coming out of this and and I need an onion chopped. And I'm like, can you help me chop the onion? He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, what do you, how do you, you, you use this knife and you cut it with this way? And I'm like, if I have to tell you every step you of it, it's not helpful. See, that's what you do. You do have to tell, you have to hold like guys' hands. Like, like if a guy just flat out cooked for you, that would be perfect. But if a guy helped you, you don't want that. Girls don't want that because then you would have I to do. I want the help. I want the help. When I feel uh, like I'm drowning in the kitchen, I want someone to know how to so, chop an onion and not have to ask for so help. We like that Bo cooks for Stassi. Yes, love we that for them. Nikolai, and Nikolai once again gives sage advice to Stassi's mom, saying something like, you know, saying like, you know, you guys could have talked for a year. You just yeah. need to tell each other your feelings. He really does seem to have good advice. Yeah. Did you ever see Nikolai's uh, TikTok? I haven't seen his TikTok. He does like dances and stuff. I mean, I love him for that. So, um, Stasi's moms, they're talking about the falling out. Ryan pulled a clip right here. Um, but they're also setting up the plot line for this episode of Stasi's going to do a book signing at Tom Tom of her book, uh, basic. AI yeah. For Stassi AI yeah. For, have you read her book? 
I have it. I've read sections of it. Like something you want to digest. Because her book, which is awesome, is one of those books that you can kind of like pick up. You don't have to. It's not like a plot that starts from the beginning to the end. It's like almost like a bunch of different articles. You can kind of pick up and read. So I've read probably like ten of her chapters, but not the whole thing. Yeah, it's something you can like pick and choose where you want to read. Uh, like this show. Remember to skip around the timestamps, guys. Um, so I love that she says that, you know, I'm going to do the thing at TomTom Tom because, you know, without this, the book wouldn't have happened. Which yeah. Is like the truth. Like imagine if any of these characters, including Sheena. Characters. had No, I mean, that's what I think of them. They're my yeah. friend characters. Uh, is that if the show didn't exist, like Stassi would not be Stassi. Like, I mean. There None would of not, them would. I mean, they would have totally different lives. What would Sheena be doing? Sheena was like act like she did have a couple small parts. And yeah. Like that. I think she would still be an actress. See, I think Sheena actually would have pushed her way onto something because she has that. Yeah. Kind of. She's in some pretty crazy. Like she's in like the. I forget what the pizza something Jonas boy or Jonas, Jonas Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. They, um, that clips online. And like a bunch of other random stuff, but I think she would probably still be an actress in LA and maybe waitressing and doing the same thing. Yeah. So then we go to Sir and we see them folding napkins and which I, I personally, I, I just don't, I don't know. Like, do they really, I, somebody fold napkins, but did they really fold their own napkins? I, I think somebody at Sir probably does. And I think Sheena does and the other cast members do sometimes yeah, and probably more when they're filming. A, we, need an acti- we call this as actors, it's called a Meisner activity. Sanford Meisner, famous yes. acting teacher. So this was, it'd be an acting exercise. If you had a scene, you'd be like, that's a great scene, but why don't you fold these napkins while you talk and see yeah. how that informs the scene? So I think, no, they probably are not like at this point, like yeah. Sheena's so well known. She's probably is not she having not fold to napkins. fold napkins, but somebody is. And I think that, if it's a shift that Sheena's working, she might have to. Sure. Who knows? If, they need, if a napkin needs folded, she's, she knows how to do yeah. it. Yeah. The big takeaway from this scene, though, is the new girl, Charlie, has never had car- pasta. Oh, my God. Is that true? I oh. had never heard this. So I've hung out with Charlie a, a bunch of times. We've been out together. She's super fun. Um, I had never heard her say anything about pasta before, which is funny because Sheena and I will go to Villa Blanca and we always get pasta. And at Sir, we almost always get pasta. Anywhere I mean, we go it's together. A common food. We almost always get pasta. I always tell Sheena, Sheena uh, does every, I forget if it's every other, every two days, she'll do a carb day and then most of the time she's no carb um, per her personal trainer's suggestion. I watched Sheena work out um, to the point where I'm uncomfortable over the years. Right? Because she posts her in on, you, on Snapchat, she used to post her entire yeah. workout. I will much. say Seth, her personal trainer, is amazing, and he totally transformed her body. Um, but Sheena still definitely eats carbs and, yeah. you know, all of that. But so when Charlie... never had pasta. I'm so confused by this. And also that Charlie was like... I don't know. I just have like a feeling carbs make you fat. It's like, no, you can literally Google that. There's documented it's, proof. There's exactly. scientific proof that say carbs make you fat. But I feel like if the if I was a producer on that show and this was just randomly, I heard her say this or that got brought up, I would literally focus on this as we now know this is a hint that she's been raised in a cult. There's some kind of cult, like there's some kind of, I don't know. If oh my God, wait, she did tell me that she wanted me to drink. Kool-Aid and put Nikes on. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, in that scene, all I was thinking was like, wait, Charlie, one, how have I hung out with you this many times and not known that you've never had mac and cheese? And two, 
how is it possible that you um, have the internet and are assuming or yeah, like assuming. speculating that maybe carbs make you fat when <laughs> it's scientifically sneak, proven that suspicion. carbs yeah. um, make you gain weight? I don't understand that scene at all. In fact, it distracted me for the entire rest of the episode where I just kept thinking about yeah. it. But I, I pushed on, and the whole part of this scene was that and we meet Danica for the first time too. So Dana, Danikin, then uh, Charlie and and Sheena comes in, mm-hmm. and we see in a talking head that Dana is like um, Charlie is Sheena's mini me. I've got Dino Stompers and takes out. Yes, that was a great line. Uh- I feel like I have eaten the Cheka three shifts in a row. Really love that pasta. I've never had pasta in my life. You've never had pasta. No, I've never had pasta. You've never had macaroni and cheese. No, I have this theory that pasta is the reason why everyone, like, gains weight. If, like, you just stacks in your body. Girl, that's an actual thing. Of course, like, carbs. Hi. Hi. Are you guys the new girls? Yes. Hi. I'm Danica. Dana. Nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Charlie. Charlie. Oh, I've heard about you from Sheena. She's yes. great. Of course Sheena said nice things about Charlie because she's a little mini version of Sheena. Take selfies. Wear dino stompers. Just don't make me eat pasta. Well, glad to finally meet you. Uh, I've been suspended for the past week, so... Why? Uh, it's a long story. I don't really want to get into it right now. My ex-boyfriend, Brett Willis, was being completely disrespectful. And he randomly asked me if I wanted to have a threesome. So I pushed him. You put your hands on Brett. I'm going to have to suspend you. That, like, ruins my life. I'm just picking up shifts because I'm, like, so broke right now. So I'm going to be serving in the restaurant with you guys. You look so cute. Where are you going? Thank you. Um, needed to get my dress. I'm going to stop by and talk to Max and then uh, going out after that. Cute. Yeah. Sounds fun. So. I'm going to see if I got that. And I'll sit. I just met her. Yeah. She's, she's fun. <laughs> well, I literally, like, sat down next to her and I like, the first thing I noticed was that she, like, wasn't wearing a bra. These are so thin and like see through. Like, I like bras. I like I do too. I'm like I need- higher to heaven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Better the tips. <laughs> I that was. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that was hilarious. Was, I think she's really meant for talking heads. She's, she's really good at it. hilarious. Dana is hilarious, and it's not just one of those things where it's like an on camera thing. I've hung out with her many times. She's funny. She makes these quick witted jokes constantly that are hilarious. Now she's then, a funny girl. Then we get into this little piece of a scene, which I wish they had made the whole episode about is that we meet Danica's boyfriend or what, what happens that they tell the story about why Danica got suspended for a week at. Yes. Sir. And it's this scene where, I mean, it's, they don't even, they tell them like kind of a flashback. What basically happened was that Brett met a girl and they like Danica and Brett were dating and, wanted a three-way so she approached he approached Danica about having a three-way and Danica pushed him so I think there was some missing information in this and this is what I think this is what I think what I know really happened so um Danica had Danica's super open-minded like not just she eats carbs not yeah she's 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 had macaroni and cheese before (laughs) in her life um but there was uh a time where I think she had said to Brett something like, 
would you be down for a threesome? I think that like Danica's open to that, which is funny because I think in the episode you see you think this interaction. You think that like it's like, oh, Brett asked her of a threesome and she was so offended by it, she pushed him. That's what it So I think what you don't see is that off camera they had talked about this and um Danica had brought it up in a in a way like, Maybe we should do this. Like, would you be down to do this? And Brett was like, no, 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 I like, you know, I, I want to keep it with us. And then later when they were in a like tiff and maybe not talking for a little bit, he's like, no, I do want a threesome. He went up to her at sir and said like, so how about that threesome? And she's like, you're really going to bring that up right now when we're not talking? Like, yeah, fuck you basically. And pushed him like you, like I, you know, I mentioned this like in private and like, something I was down for. And now that we're now not we're talking, you're going to bring this up at work when we're like on the outs. And she pushed him because she was mad at him that he had like brought it up when they were so fighting. The push really did happen. Oh yeah. It happened. But see, that's the bummer of something like that is that this to me would be old school Vanderpump rules where I would have loved to have seen the push. I think everyone would have. And I know. It's just a bummer that we didn't get to see it. Wasn't, it wasn't. It happened that the cameras weren't up when it happened. But I immediately liked Danica because I was like, I loved somebody that pushed somebody. Because yeah, she's sassy. And then came back and was like, well, that, that happened. And she's sassy. And she not only came back, but she came back. Brett paid her rent for the month. Well, that's what we see at the end of the episode where he gave her all of his tips. $1,300. He gave her $1,300 and said, this is and you what... you for that scene. Yeah. So Danica, like, you know, Danica and I text like almost every day. And so I knew that they were on the outs, that she had been suspended, that she was worried because she was like, oh my gosh, like I'm suspended for two weeks. That's yeah. half your month's salary, like that she's going to lose. How is she going to make rent? Um, it was something she was genuinely concerned about as most of us would be. And so Brett then did, which I think was the right thing by saying, Hey, you would have made your rent, which is $1,300. Um, I'll give you that for a threesome. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was that. I think it was, I'm going to give you $1,300 cause that's what you would have made. I don't want you to have to pay, worry about paying rent this month. Your rent's this much. And I'm going to give you that. Yeah. To to make up for the fact that I turned you in for pushing me at sir. But when Danica told us this, she's like, okay, so Brett showed up at uh, work last night, gave me an envelope with $1,300 in it. And we're all like, what? Why? Like, why? Like, that's crazy. And then, like, the follow-up question was like, but did you have sex with him afterwards? Like, so we stayed over. Like she's like, yes, we had sex. And then she and I are like, what? And I think she just says something like that's prostitution. He gave you an envelope full of cash and then you <laughs> fucked him. Like that's not good. And, uh, my, I mean, that's like Schwartz last week, last year when he brought that briefcase of money. To oh Lisa yeah. And Tom yeah. And you can just Venmo her. Yeah. Too, right. You, know? you could yeah. like send like, her a wire. Her cash? So my, my favorite part of my scenes in that episode is when Danica tells us this and my jaw drops and I have this reaction, like you took an envelope full of cash and then you fucked somebody like, whoo, like that's, that's not good. Like my reaction's like, what, what the fuck? Yeah. No, I mean, I, and also this wasn't in the episode, but the envelope, it was all ones. 
No, I'm joking. Oh, is it? Was it? I just, I mean, I know we're skipping way ahead, but we're, I know it's reality and all that stuff, but like knowing that you're in a scene in a closed circumstance, not at a party, were you nervous or do you give a shit for stuff like that? I was super nervous. I was nervous about, um, being on camera for the first time. What my voice, it's like when you hear your voicemail, your own voicemail for the first time. And you're like, that's what my voice sounds like. Like I was worried, like when I see myself on television, is it going to be like, that's what I really yeah, look like, like uh, or, uh, uh, you uh. know, like all of this stuff. So yeah, absolutely. I was nervous. A person that loves to see themselves, you know, like, yeah. I mean, like, well, I feel like Sheena is a little bit of that. Like where not even a little, I think she loves, totally. she, she loves seeing that. And yeah. there are certain, like I work with actors every day. There's a certain type of actor yeah. that loves that. And then there's a certain type of actor that it's really hard for them. And they're like, I love doing this, but I don't like to see myself. I would say it was like halfway in between. I was excited to be a part of a show that I've watched for so long. Yeah. And it's like, cool. Like my friends back in Ohio are going to be like, you're on tell. Yeah. I'm on television. You know, like, uh, rep- uh, what's, yeah. what is it? Um, rec room for a dream. She's like, I'm going to be on television. That like so dark that you just fucking brought up. Right? <laughs> I thought you were like ass to ass. No. That last scene in rec room for a dream destroyed. I'm going to be on television. <laughs> like part of me was like, I'm going to be on television. And then also I was like, I'm going to be on television. Like, <laughs> fuck, this is scary. It, it's, it's, it's this, dichotomy yeah. of um it's exciting to be on tv on a hit reality show yeah. like that's cool it's fun like my friends back home are gonna see me on something and be like wow you're on television and then also it's like what did i say what did i do how did i look how what did my hair look like should i have worn that crop top like there's so many things that run through your head that are well honestly to be honest i thought i looked super skinny that day i walked in and i was like i can wear a crop top I, like but you were skinny you sent me like but then when i see myself on it i'm like wow the uh, camera really does add a little bit like i was like i'm not i didn't way, look a, it like i felt gift. you sent me a gif of you uh i'm assuming my reaction i love that but um, it, it does, people don't understand. And also you're the opposite of thirsty. Like I know you now yeah. like, you don't come off as desperate to be on. Thing, well, I'm not dying know? to be on the show. I think it's super cool it's fun- and exciting to be a part of it. Absolutely. And seeing yourself on a national reality show, it's cool. Like yeah. that's cool. But there are, you know, those type of people that are like, they want dying to, to be. Know. Yeah. I, and there's a lot of people around the Vanderpump crowd that are dying to be on it. And for me, name, I'm right? a little bit, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's cool. But, it is um, it is. but I'm also very hesitant to, to, I don't know, I guess, be myself or show myself for who I really am. And uh, I'm afraid of being judged as I think many other people would yeah, be or should be. Um, so moving on to the show. Well, first off, small question. Sheena brings up, um, she kind of pokes fun at Dana because she doesn't wear a bra. Yes. And is this, I'm a guy. Is this a big thing? Like, do girls really do this judgment thing of, like, girls and, like, bras and stuff? Like, is that something as a girl? To be honest, this is the first time I think I've ever, like, encountered this situation in my life. Dana's a super confident, beautiful woman. She she will tell you, she does not own bras. I think she said, like... It's not something that... I've met Dana a couple of times. I wasn't, like... That girl's not wearing a bra. Yeah. I didn't even clock it. I didn't notice until Sheena and other people pointed it out. And at first I was like, oh my God, those sir dresses are so, like before I met Dana, I was like, those sir dresses are so thin. Like I hemmed them. I know how thin they are. (laughs) Dana the tailor here. Um, What if I brought over like a suit jacket? Right? No, I'll help you. I'll help you. Um, But I was like, these sir dresses are very thin. Like before I met her, I was like, how dare she? Like, yeah. 
have her no bra underneath this. Like her nipples are going to be clear People as are day. Goat cheese balls yeah. out there. They're trying to enjoy their goat <laughs> cheese balls. You put your nipples away, honey. <laughs> like all that. But then I met Dana and I realized she's just like, she's like this beautiful, confident woman who's like kind of hippie ish in a way. And like, yeah, but she doesn't she, even like, I just, it's, I guess it's not something I've clocked at all. So when they brought it up, it made me think, this is another thing of like the secret life of women that you guys are talking about. Let me ask you this. Yes. Does anybody complain that Rachel on Friends constantly has her nipples hard and showing? No. 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 I, I mean, yeah, no. I don't it's just, so. it's, it's, Jax loves it's, it. right. It's just like one of those things that's, I don't know. Yeah, what, did, wait, what did they call who the nipples? Who she is. Or Sheena, or she, Sheena goes, bing. Yeah. She did a sound yes. for the nipples, which I thought was, which I want to, to me, that's wrong. like a compliment. That means, Dana's are high perky and like, like showing for the best parts. Like it's an awesome thing. So at first, yes, when I, before I met Dana, I was like, yeah, what's this girl doing with her nipples out? And then I met her and I was like, oh, it's cause she's literally beautiful, confident and like, yeah, doesn't give a fuck. And is like a little hippie where she's like, yeah, these are my nipples. A woman's body is beautiful. Like what's the problem? Okay, so as we move through the show, I'm going to do a couple of quick things. Uh, Lisa talks to a uh, new Brett that wanted the threesome. He's like, don't ask for a restaurant in my place. Yeah, always, I love that. She's Lisa like, don't bring it up in my restaurant. Yeah, not this beautiful place. <laughs> but she's also like, kind of like, ha She yeah. loves it. She loves yeah. sexy stuff. Um, then we get into this whole scene where all the guys have like uh, a guy's night, supposedly at the Shelby, where they all meet up. And Sheena discovers they're at the Shelby because she had yeah. told like, oh, you good. And Sheena shows up. Yeah. What I love is that, like, I love the start of this scene because uh, Jack's like, the, the new guys, Max and Brett, come in. And Jack's just like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, he tries to yeah. be all Jack's friendly. Bro. But you know he secretly hates him. <laughs> Sando goes in. And then they sit down. They all start kind of little, like, making fun of Sheena and stuff. And Max is saying, like, yeah, man, she was like a clinger, da-da-da. And then you see his text. But then he comes in, and we see his text. And this is what I was talking about before we started recording, was that I loved this scene. Not, like, I I do think she knows boy crazy in, in the way that she likes boys. She likes boys. But what I loved was that I think this is how guys are. What we found out about Max, all the tweets is that... I don't. I think at first he really did come on hot and heavy. Like you're yeah, the chick. and you're he wasn't going to admit beautiful. that at guys' night. He wasn't no. going to show up to guys' night and be like, "Look, guys, Sheena was boy crazy, but at first I was sending her texts and saying yeah, all like, this I stuff. Love I was obsessed I with love... her, and like instead of just admitting like, yeah, I was like obsessed with her in the beginning, and then, and like, then in, once I, I realized like I got her and it was like, all right, mission accomplished. I'm going to back off. Like instead of admitting that, he's like as fun. No, yeah. So I loved that they did the uh, I love that they did the screenshot of all his tweets coming up because to me I feel like that's the perfect example of a guy and why girls have such trust issues yeah. with dating guys because because they're not like you're going to do the ghosting but we also have the come on and I've hot done and heavy. I've done this before like I even like and I was I thought that was a perfect example of like oh shit like. That does make a girl yeah. very untrusting. Obvi- well, obviously, like she's like this guy really likes me. He's sending me all these texts, like asking me to hang out, telling me I'm amazing, like all this stuff. So I'm going to open up to him, and then as soon as you do, and you give yourself to this guy, then he's like, "All right, I got her. I'm done." Well, it's not even that. I think guys then do the whole like, "Oh fuck, what, what did I get myself no, into?" No. 
fuck? Why don't I feel the same way I did two weeks ago? Yeah. Two weeks ago, I t- and then they don't even, they don't even want to go further into yeah. why. So they're just like, oh, ghost. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Turn my phone off. You know, and like, fuck. I'm wearing an Apple Watch. She got me. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Like, and it's like disable notifications. <laughs> exactly. It's like this is the nicest gift I ever gotten. She is pretty. Do do do. Why don't I feel this? Yeah. This other girl likes me. Yeah. Like, so it is like a really weird place to be because guys are not great at like identifying yeah. feelings. They just know that like. I don't like your boobs as much as I did last week. Yeah, and he's like, I really liked you, but I'm not trying to like move forward this no, much. I won't get married yet. And the thing is, once you, once a girl feels like they can trust you, they do even open up. Yeah, and they do. But I feel like we we're so weird with dating now. Everybody's coming at this with like not trusting now, and girls don't trust yeah. guys and weird dicks. And I will and- say also, like they played out this whole thing of like Sheena told him she was freezing his, her eggs. Sheena's freezing egg process was very intense. I went to a lot of doctor's appointments with her for every day for almost a month. She had to go to the doctor once or twice a day to get shots. She was having nurses come to her house and give her shots. She was taking a massive amount of pills to, you know, get her egg production going. She was doing all this stuff. So it's like when you're going through that at that time in your life, if you're dating somebody, it's impossible not to talk about. But also, why would you hide something you're actually going through with something like that you care about? And like, she wasn't saying to Max, like, fertilize my yeah, this, frozen hey, eggs. this is your eventual daughter or son. Yeah, you know? she's like, hey, I'm going through this thing right now. I'm freezing my eggs. Because it was something that she had to do for but, hours every day. But that's what sucks about being on a show where you're you're a specific type of character where that whole backstory has followed yeah. you where it kind of almost does like 60% it of the It seems weird stage war. five clinger, yeah, but in reality exactly. it's like if she were to be freezing, if she was going through the process of freeze, freezing her eggs and talking to someone and not talking about it, I feel like that would be more shady than telling somebody I'm freezing my eggs. I'm going through this very intense medical procedure right now where it's, I mean, it's, it's an everyday thing. So, I mean, if they were talking every single day, she would have to say, Hey, in two hours, I have somebody coming over for shots or I have to go to the doctor's office for shots. It's the reality of it. Yeah. It's like, she wasn't like, Hey, this is, yeah. And she's making a healthy, awesome decision for herself. She's like, I'm 34 years old. I want to have kids one day, I think. Um, so for right now I'm going to get the insurance policy of having kids by freezing my eggs. And when you're getting shots every day and having to go have ultrasounds every week and do all these things, it's like, how can you not share that with somebody, anybody that you're talking to every single day? Now, for the audience listening at home, this is exciting. Janet did bring one of Sheena's eggs for us to like. To- <laughs> you know that I, I, okay, so she has, I want to say 18 eggs frozen. The That's first, lot, right? she she did it twice, two different. Yeah. That's uh, how you usually have to do it, right? Proceed, uh, I've seen the Kardashians. Some, they, well, some people do one and they get like 20 and that's good enough. Sheena got like, I want to say like nine the first time and eight the second time. But since I went to so many of her doctor's appointments with her, I get one egg. Wait, what do you mean? Like you... Like you get one taken out of you, or no, you no, get no. One of I get one of her eggs. Like this but is wait, like, what are you gonna do? This with is one like of her eggs, this is like one it? of I'm gonna make a Sheena baby. That wait, 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 that would be so good for my reality show. <laughs> if we could get a Sheena baby. So she, you know, went through the process twice. I went to a bunch of doctor's appointments with her. Um, Sheena couldn't drink, smoke weed, have sex, do anything 
for the entire month or six week process both times. So I was like by her side throughout this entire process and my prize at the end of it or like reward for putting up with her, not like not being able to have a glass of wine or take a hit of a weed pen or whatever, like that's, did you, wait, did that's she, intense. Did you open up a card and it was like gifted an egg? No, no, no. It you... was like after like four doctor's appointments so, from the first time. I me. was like, okay, like I'm here to support you, but also like what do I get out of this? So I think I deserve an egg. And we like joked about this. And yeah, but she has 17 more. Yeah. yeah like, so it became this. No, I think I get to pick which one. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, we didn't amazing. get that far, but it became this joke that was like, I supported you through the process, therefore I get one egg. If BravoCon co- comes to LA, we need to display your egg in some kind oh of Oh my God. I want like a Petri dish egg. of like my egg and I want to like wear it around a necklace. This is an amazing Bravo contest is like have Sheena's baby and guys can oh apply. My God. And there's like a bachelor style show where it's like have Sheena's Who's, baby. Who like, inseminates the egg? Yeah, which guy would be Sheena's choice? Like has to be a blend of I I love cool this thing. idea. You get celebrities, you get normal people. Like, cause like I've always wanted Khloe Kardashian to be with an accountant, her next boyfriend. Like, but you just get a range of people. For yeah. Sheena. It's like a talent show. Um, I uh, love that. Okay. So Sheena like confronts Max. We get this whole thing, which I was really proud of Sheena in this scene. Um, Max reveals Apple watch, biggest gifts he's ever gotten. Um, then, which we- is $1,200 by the way. You can get hey, Apple Watches. I got an Apple Watch for like $600. You can get Apple Watches. <laughs> I got an Apple Watch. Like I have one too. Mine was like six hundred too. He got the, he like, got like the, like the one that has like, you know, seven terabytes of memory and like is can it, like, you know, sync it, with your brain. I don't is know. It, uh, is it like engraved on the Mac? Is it like- I don't think it had an engraving. Oh, but she got be- him the newest, nicest Apple Watch with which if you go to the Apple store, you can get one for $600, but he, she got him like the nicest one. So Janet, that is a very big gift. Yeah. So for really, Thanksgiving? She, do we give gifts on Thanksgiving? Wait, you give gifts on Thanksgiving? That's when she gave it to him. Is she, she gave Max the Apple Watch on Thanksgiving and said, I'm thankful for you, so here's your Apple Watch. But could that have possibly been too much of a gift and freaked Absolutely. Him out? I think it was way too <laughs> much. I mean, Sheena's like the most giving person ever, and sometimes I want to be like, pump your brakes, like these these people haven't proven themselves to enough of- to receive a gift like that. That's a, a big chunk of money. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think you know how many is- shifts at Surrey you have to get to get twelve hundred dollars? A like lot. Twelve, yeah. <laughs> um, so so uh Matt, Max through this admits to Sheena that he's a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh in another time where uh Max's writing has come back to haunt him. And uh, so then we go to a scene with Ken and Lisa and like they're like saying Jax isn't um, something about like oh they, we see the dogs and the luggage and talking about ja- uh, Stassi's birthday mm-hmm. or Stassi's book signing and then something is said about like Jax came uh, like Jax wasn't the marrying type and Lisa was like neither were you like Lisa's forgiveness of Jax is astounding the fact that they want to keep painting agree, him as this I- amazing person I think and obviously none of us know what Ken was like before Lisa what if Ken was like BL before Lisa we don't know but I think he was definitely like a player and like living his life and then he met Lisa and everything changed so I think she has faith in the sense that like if my husband could go from what he was before me to who he is now, somebody like Jack, Jack's can too. And I think like, well, I know we're saying that anybody then can like anybody is capable. Yeah. Of, 
you know. And I think, like, I met Jax and Brittany um, right after they'd broken up over the whole cheating scandal. Yeah. Um, and I watched them, like, get back together and all of that. And so I don't know what Jack I don't know what Jax was like before Brittany at all. I didn't you, know yeah, him. You never saw PB. I, I No, no. Yeah. Pre-Brit, I didn't see. PB, I've only seen AB after Brittany. So, so you never got Jax. Jax never no. took moves on no, you. No, 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 no. Nothing ever, ever like that. But I will say that I do think Jax adores Brittany as she is somebody that is easily adored. Like she's so sweet and bubbly and just happy in life. And I think he realized like, all right, I've been a fuck boy for a really long time and I've met a lot of good girls, but I met somebody that's like the best girl ever. And if I don't treat her right, not only will I lose her, but I'll also lose all of these people around me for not treating somebody who has a good heart. Well, no, I believe all of that. And that all makes sense except that his Twitter account exists. Oh gosh. And that betrays everything that you oh, just gosh. said and how he behaves. But I love the thought of somebody. I do love the thought of being changed. I would love the thought of me being like, I love the thought of people like I love weight loss shows. I love people yeah. like going after something to be better. Right. But then we see constantly on a daily basis that Twitter is around and we yeah. see him being awful and horrible. I think Jax on Twitter just I think he just responds too quickly all the time. Yeah, just that, you know that what off I mean? the cuff like yeah. man. He sees something, he responds immediately, he uses the wrong your and there and, and then somebody makes fun of him about yeah, and he's their, like, spelling, and then he's like, Fuck you. You're blocked. Yeah, blocked by Jax. Yeah. <laughs> um uh also the second we were talking about Maxichina, Sandoval said something that cracked me up. They were talking about spooning. He's like, I was even in Little Spooning. Tom goes, I love being Little I spooning. love that Tom said that. See, that's a very One, Sandoval I feel like thing. Tom and Ariana have this amazing, like, modern relationship, like, where they're both, like, there's, I don't know how to say this, like, there's not, like, a masculine and feminine um No, it's fine. It's difference. non-binary, like... like- Ariana sometimes is the masculine one and sometimes Tom is the feminine one and they both fully accept each other for who they are and they're like paving the way for new for couples to be like you can be the little spoon men yeah, you can be that, yeah. the little spoon well, you know what I love Tom said something in like a, a episode or I think a reunion or some some uh, like seasons ago where he said you know about Ariana oh Ariana not it being interested in marriage and he said well you know what I just gotta make sure that I'm the coolest that I'm the best guy ever so maybe eventually one day she will change her yeah mind. and if I she doesn't neat thing to be so in love with somebody that you're like every day I will wake up and I will try to prove that your opinion might be yeah. married and you should and maybe that's me. Ariana's like motivation to not be married is like I don't want to be like settled and stuck like I want us to work for each other every day because if you hang out with Tom and Ariana like in you real life, that they, they are so in love. They work for each other every they day. They each support funny, each other. Funny, you know, like they find each other so attractive. Like they, they no, have, dude, I, I've been out with Sandoval even separately of Ariana and he's very, like he's they're not, obsessed he's not with each other. To, like get girls. Down. He's no, respectful. he's talking about Ariana. He's like, he, they're so in love. And yes. like at the end of the day, if you have a couple, I don't care if you're married, you have babies dating open, like whatever it is, the two of them are so in love with each other. And at the end of the day, what matters more than that? But also we've both been married and we see the other yeah. side. Yeah. 
It's not like it just, oh, you're married, so that proves that, so you're, that yeah, is something. Oh, well, wow, they their love was so much yeah, better than this other Yeah, they put it on paper. Love. You know, like, and we see how that yeah. works out as well. No, they're so happy. I love hanging out with them. They're such a fun couple to be around. They love and appreciate each other for who they really are, and they are so happy. So the other main crux of this this whole show is that Stassi's doing that book signing, but then San, like the whole thing is that like Schwartz is done giving Stassi the walkthrough. Mm-hmm. They're going to be open earlier than they usually are. Sandoval's concerned, but then all of a sudden we see this scene where Stassi wakes up and Stassi like, got this, pops off. Got this text overnight that Sandoval was like, "If you do this, I will fucking throw you out of yeah. Tom Tom," which to me was very unSandoval. Yeah, I was very. But that- also Sandoval is. Like, I think we've said this before, like he's, he takes pride in things he does and does everything with passion. So yeah, if you're to so, look at that character motivation, yeah, then if like, you're going to, if that's going to threaten the the kind of thing that you want your venue to be represented yeah, for, and, like, did they like hold out information to Sandoval? Cause it just seemed like, but I will say though, watching like it, San, the Sandoval Stasi relationship is very weird to me. Like they seem like there's like, I know they've grown up each other and like Dodies and yeah. all that stuff, but like. It seems like they have a real dislike for yeah, each other. Yeah, which is going crazy to me because they're both such great people and they both are so witty and funny. And like, I feel like if they actually sat down and See, did I don't like know a saucy at all, except for like I did a shot with her once and she was fine. I, I feel like if they sat down and did a one on one scene together, they would love each other. Maybe that's coming this season. It just was weird to me when then she completely pops off on him. Yeah, and I don't think that was appropriate. I think, and I would, I would think I haven't talked to Saucy about it. Like, yeah, but I would think that she would be apologetic, maybe about that, if she realized that Tom's intentions were genuinely good. That he wanted the book signing to be successful, but he didn't want to have his bar be a half-assed situation. You know, his name is Tom, on like, the door. Or you watch the thing, like he really is like that. That is, he takes pride in what he dresses yeah. as for Halloween. Look He's- at their cocktail book, like. Well, you know, when your friends... Schwartz can't, like, muddle the drinks. That no. He's like, he, can't, he can pour beer and wine. No, Schwartz had a panic attack after one shift at, what was it, Pump or <laughs> yeah. one of their... It was, like, it was one of the and, ones he... And, like, look at their cocktail book. Like, Fancy AF is, like... like okay. My mom and my parents, we made a drink from it. I it bought was... 15 of them for Christmas and had... And Tom and Ariana wrote personalized messages to each person in my family... Uh, like in I mean, their it's, cocktail it's book. A lit, like they're complicated One, mess. When your friends do something, you always support it. So I was like, no matter what, 100%. it could be like literally scribbled on a piece of paper. Like here's kind of how you make a drink. I don't know. But, and I would still be like, Oh, it's amazing. I opened the book and I was like, this is gorgeous. The stories are amazing. The cocktails are amazing. I love that it goes from everything from, the to, fanciest, so like Taco Bell packets. Yeah, yeah, like the fanciest ingredients that you have to go to like specialized grocery stores for, and then stuff you can make at four a.m. with four ingredients in your fridge out of condiments. Which I literally have seen Tom Sandoval at my house he at really two in the morning, and he's like, "You've sweet chili pepper. I can make a <laughs> shot with this and like Jägermeister." And I'm like, "Sounds disgusting." And we do it, and I'm like, "Wow, yeah, all right." He took pride in one time making me a vodka soda. So like, these are people that you know you. Like, even if I would support them no matter what, but their product was perfect and it was personalized to them and it was amazing. So these are not, Tom is not somebody that puts something out that he's not willing to stamp his name on. And I think that's what happened with Stasi's book party is that he wasn't willing to stamp his name on something that he wasn't a hundred percent sure about. And here he had, like, he pulled all these staff members in last minute and, 
got everybody in, but he wanted it to be amazing for Stassi and for Tom Tom, like for Tom Tom's reputation. So I don't think Stassi saw the behind the scenes workings for yeah, that's that what I'm I and think understood keep information from everybody. And I don't know. I don't know. And how who knows? Works. Who knows about production? I don't know how much time Tom was given notice. Yeah. Um, and it could have been an hour and it I could have like been a day or 10 from, days so they, or whatever. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe they were looking at other venues and they realized like we can't get clearance to film at ABC, which we wanted to. Therefore, we have to have it at TomTom last minute. But either way, Tom is a super proud person and um, a perfectionist in his own right. And I think he wanted it to be a very successful and amazing party for Stassi. And I think it came across... Different and wrong for yeah. how Stassi saw it. I think she was like, "You're not going to let me in, Tom Tom." Like, yeah, it was like the Stassi we saw from season two. Yeah, you know. And I think she didn't understand that Tom really did want to make it amazing for her. But then we, you know, so it was it was just a weird scene for both of those guys. Yeah. What I do, what I do hate, I hate when the show does this. Is that right before this happened, they did this little like comic book of Tom being bitten yeah. by the black widow spider, hung out with James, and then all of a sudden he sent. Which I, you know, Tom actually was bitten by a black widow spider. Yes, they showed that thing. He still there. has a wound from now. It was like an open wound for like almost a year. Yeah, like which by the way, he does. Like remember when he like cut himself at the opening when he was trying to practice champagne oh, yeah. for the open, like. He does get hurt a yeah. semi-regularly. But this is like a serious wound. Yeah, but like I hate when they do like cartoon bits like in last season. They did or maybe two seasons ago when they did the Marina Del Rey and Stassi was like, this is how you get to Marina Del Rey. And they did these little like cartoon fonts. I don't like when the show gets so cutesy like yeah. that. Like, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. It, d- it didn't really do whatever. But the next whole episode is them going to Miami. For, mm-hmm. Did you go to Miami? For I did not go to Miami for the Bachelor Bachelorette party. I was but not you invited. Know, like the thing is, you potentially know the rest of the season in your head. I do. I lived it. Te- <laughs> is the rest of the season good? If you, if your texts are, I you talk think, to people. and I don't know if it's because for a majority, I've only, you know, I've, I've been around this group for three years yeah. in LA. Um, so I've seen a lot of it on TV before I knew these people. I think this is going to be the best season yet. Really? Now, the really? Only reason for me, the only way for me it is the best season yet if Jax cheats again. Can we get on? No, I'm joking. I'm I was joking. like, <laughs> no, no, he's not going to cheat again. I mean, no, I, I think, I think he, honestly, I think he fucked up the time, the one time and realized like that he was about to lose not only Britney, but his whole support system. Well, I think also his dad passed away too. And yeah. That, like, when that it makes you like realize happens, like life's too short. Yes. My big, my huge problem with Jax is his Twitter presence. Like that really, and then like, because I don't like, to me it's very, our society now is like holier than thou. Yeah. How they behave in their own lives isn't like top notch. Yeah. So how dare you tell other people how to live? But whatever. Um, So uh, the last thing I want to talk about really quickly is that you have a Kardashian story. And I'm a huge Kardashian fan. Yes. Um, I know you, see, by the way, this is your... This is why you need your own, you need the Janet podcast <laughs> because I really do think you have like a very unique voice that you need to share more. Thank you. Should we do some ASMR? Should we do some ASMR? Yeah, will you eat something for us? <laughs> what, what is your Kardashian story? Okay. I have two Kardashian stories. So, um. You used to date Rob, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you know that I love Craig's. Yes, it's a restaurant. restaurant. It's a hot spot in LA. Why do you like Craig's? I love Craig's. One, I know 
the hosts there and I know Craig. And so I got drunk in there one night and like. And that's right across from Sir. Right across from Sir. And the hosts, all I know is I got drunk there one night and the next time I went back, they're like, Janet, she's back. And I was like, what the fuck did I do the last time I was here? Why do you guys know me? And so I've made friends with the host and Craig and. Now, are you like that when you go into situations? Do you immediately make friends with people? Sometimes, sometimes not. Okay. It, it depends on the circumstances. But um, I made friends with them. Um, but before that, I was in there one night with my ex husband. Actually, oh really? Yeah. Um, when we, uh, when you were, like visiting, we lived here together for three months because before we separated, I was like, maybe if we start over somewhere else outside of Ohio, we can like get back to us. So we lived in LA for three or four months together before we, before we separated. And one of those nights we came to Craig's cause we heard it was a good restaurant and we wanted to go have a good dinner one night. And Craig's is an offshoot of Dantana's, right? Yeah. So Craig used to be the maitre d' of Dantana's. So that's where he got his like Rolodex basically of celebrities and got to know a lot of people. So then he started Craig's eight years ago. Um, so my ex-husband and I were in there one night with a mutual friend and we're sitting there eating and Kim Kardashian, Courtney Kardashian, Larsa Pippen and Scotty Pippen. And I think one other person sit directly across from us in a booth. And this is pre Kanye. No, Kanye was not there. Yeah. This is pre me moving to LA. So seeing a celebrity like that i was like oh my god this is insane i'm yeah. gonna shit my pants possibly that seems right. so i was like oh my god this is crazy i go to the bathroom when i go to the bathroom i see that there's three people in line in the bathroom at craig's there's two <gasps> like individual stalls that like lock so it's like individual bathrooms so i'm in line for the bathroom and kim kardashian is in line it's kim some other girl and I, and we're standing in line and the girl in between us turns to Kim and goes, she's like, all strange. She's like, Oh my God, Kim, I'm such a good, big fan. Like, I love you so much. Would you mind if we got a photo? Oh, and this was right after Kim Kardashian got robbed in Paris. Paris so, like- so she wasn't seen anywhere. She was like laying low. She was very low key. So I like heard this girl ask and I was like, Ooh, like she's going to say no. Like, what are you doing? And Kim goes, yeah, sure. Of course. Oh, wow. And then the girl turns to me cause there's just three of us will standing there it? and says, will you take this photo? And I'm like, sure. And I take the photo and Kim seems very nice to this girl. She has her arm around her and I'm like, this is it. This is the only time in my life I'm ever going to get a picture with Kim Kardashian. So I said to Kim, would you mind if I got one too? And I would have never asked if this other girl wouldn't have. Yeah. And Kim goes, yeah, sure. Okay. I was like, so scared. So I hand my phone to the Australian girl. She takes a picture of Kim and I, and there's this moment where we're sort of like still have our arms around each other. I'll send you the photo. So you have it too. And, um, I'm, I look at her cause I don't, I don't know what else to do. And I say, you are so gorgeous. Cause she was, she, she looked stunning. She's very short, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. She was like a whole head shorter than me, even though we were both wearing heels. And I go, you are so gorgeous. And he goes, she goes, thank you. You're gorgeous. 
And I literally paused for a second and I was like, I can die now. Yeah. Like there are those moments in life. I can die. I can yeah. die happy. Like Kim Kardashian just told me I was gorgeous. And so we got this picture. It turned out great. And I walked. Oh, and then Kim went and peed. And then the girl went. Wait, and did, did you? Hold did on. Did you hear Kim pee? I didn't hear p- like Kim pee. But the like- Australian girl went into the other bathroom. So then Kim came out first. And then I went into Kim's bathroom first after her so that means that the most famous ass in the world touched a toilet seat and then the next ass to touch that toilet seat was my ass oh my so indirectly kim and i basically rubbed our bare asses together <laughs> and i was like okay you, you give off a strong kim ass energy oh i was like kim's famous beautiful ass just such a toilet seat <laughs> And then my skin t- cells touched the toilet seat that her skin I cells just, just touched. If also, like, she was one of those people that like, didn't flush. So we're basically like human centipede at this no, point. Like, like, you could get, you, well, speaking of like eggs and stuff, like, we could get DNA off your buttocks right yeah, now. Yeah. And it would have had Kim, Kim Kardashian's skin somewhere. cell ass. What's the second Kardashian story? Okay. So I was at the Beverly Hills Hotel once for brunch. And, um, Courtney Kardashian was there with that guy. What's that guy who she dated? With the the, the, the like twenty three year old yeah, the, model. The model. Uh, why am I forgetting? It's like not Eunice. 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 Okay, so it was when they were first dating, but it wasn't out in the like public eye yet. And so the it was like Courtney, that guy, and one other person at a booth across from a f- friend and I sitting in, at the booth across from them. I've touched your sister's butt before. On the yeah, toilet seat. I think I think the, the Courtney one was first. Actually, I'm not 100 percent sure, but either way, um, Courtney was sitting across, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Like, there's a Kardashian over there. That's awesome. Like, cool yeah. to see in LA. LA's full of glitz not and grammar. That's why Kim. I moved here. It's not as exciting fun. As Kim, though. No, okay. but so uh, I we got our my friend and I got our check. We were getting up to go, and as we're walking out, Courtney and her whole little group. Uh, was walking out too. So I held the door open for her. She walked through. She did not say thank you. Classic Courtney. Fine, whatever. Monotone. Poosh. Then, so in Beverly Hills Hotel and Craig's, like you're not supposed to take photos. You're not supposed to ask for photos. It's like frowned upon. Yeah. It's like Delilah, same thing. Like you're not, there's like a no photos situation. But as... You were in Delilah the other night with... Ashley, Ashley, wasn't there photos everywhere? That was in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm so I open the door for her. We leave Polo Lounge at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and we're walking through the hotel hallways. And I'm like, okay, like I think actually this is the if there's an appropriate time to ask for a photo, this is it. So I turn to Courtney, who's walking with three of her or two of her friends, a group of three of them. I'm walking with my friend. And I say to her, excuse me, Courtney. And she not only doesn't respond, but it's like she unheard me. I say to this day, like, I could have gotten stabbed in front of her and been bleeding out. And she would have stepped over me with her stilettos so that she wouldn't um, have to deal with it. I was like, excuse me, Courtney. And she just kept walking. Dude, that is, I've talked about Courtney so much on this podcast, on my last podcast. That's exactly how I think she is. That's exactly how I think she is. And I don't even know if she thinks that's mean. I think that's just how she She's is. just like, I'm not, I'm not engaging. Not I'm not, not engaging my, this situation. Yeah. So I was like, excuse me, Courtney. And she kept walking. And I was like, okay, oh. cool. No, no, I'll definitely go fuck myself. Thank you. I'll go fuck myself. Which is funny because like 
Kim is obviously the more famous of the two Kardashians. Kim was like, you're gorgeous. Sure, I'll take a photo. And Courtney was like, you're bleeding to death? <laughs> Fuck you. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. Okay, well, this has been the best. I know I've taken up half of your life with this interview, but thank you so much. I love much. this. Thank you because for having really, me. Like, I hope you'll come on again or consider it. I will it. We'll happily. Do it we'll do it much shorter. It'll be your topic. We'll do even do a Lana Del Rey episode. Oh, my God. We have to way, get into Lana Del Rey. About Janet, she is obsessed with Lana Del Rey. Obsessed. And I'm, but like, it's like how I am with like you guys have heard me talk about certain things. And I'm like, you are a true blue fan where you really like, wait, her album came out and you went to like 10 different locations to like, you tracked she down. She had a pop-up shop and I went to her pop-up shop four different times with a line around the block. I waited like multiple Did you buy like 10 CDs hours. in the album of Norman fucking Okay, Rockwell? so I bought 10. T- I've seen her, I want to say between 20 and 30 times live. Um, I've seen her at almost every festival, but I've also picked. Do you cry every time? I cry every single time. I cry every is single there a time. a specific song you cry at? Or just All of them? Uh, it depends. It depends on, like, Serial Killer gets me every time. Um, I've, so after Lana shows, I typically go and, like, click on the location on the Instagram look and look at everybody else's videos to see what everybody got and, like, check what's going on. And I've found videos of myself on other people's Instagrams that are like, like, check this girl out. No, that are like, this is why I don't go to Lana shows because their fans are fucking insane. (laughs) And it's literally a video of me like holding my chest, crying my (laughs) eyes out, like swaying to the music. And people are like, yeah, these bitches are crazy. And I'm like, that's me. That's fandom. Like that's, I love her so much. I love her so, so much. I do a podcast about Vanderpump Rules, kind of. So, like, I know what fandom is. Yes. So, I I love her. She's my, like, number one everything. Um, But, yeah, we should do a Lana podcast sometime. I would because... I've listened to all of her albums and like I do, like I like her, but it's not one of those I've ever like, oh, I should keep listening to this. So I try amazing. to listen to a new album every day, but it's like one of those where it's like, I think she's one of those people that grows on you or you immediately get it. Yeah. But she's definitely not somebody that. I I'll mean, dissect all of her albums with you. I think it's crazy. Like she, like some uh, end of the year music blogs, uh, Norman fucking Rockwell, Rockwell was the number one album yeah. of the entire year. Yeah. You know, so anyways, where can we find you? Because I do find <gasps> your Instagram stories do make me laugh. On a, like, I just think you are a truly unique, funny person. But I'm I'd like, rather be funniest on Twitter. I don't care. Like way, Instagram, you, like whatever. You, like, are, you are one of those people that has a really funny Twitter that is under. I would much rather have somebody think I'm funny than hot any day. Yeah, any I mean, day. But like, at a certain point, looks fade. Yeah, you know, like and you funny doesn't always- fade, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so where can we find you on Twitter? On Twitter, I'm Janet Elizabeth X. On Instagram, I'm Janet Elizabeth X. And that's and, that's and it. Janet Elizabeth's mom. I want to say hello to you. Claudia, and I hope to, I hope she's to the meet best. you sometime. And hopefully you'll meet my mom when she's here. Yes, so, I would love um, to. Janet, this has been uh, really something I've been looking forward to for a couple so months. So fun. So thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having and me. And I hope you didn't get in trouble with anything you said. I probably will, but it's fine. Cool. <laughs> that was my interview with Janet Elizabeth. Please check her out. Follow her. I think she's... I think she's... I don't know. I love, I love doing these because you really get to talk to people and... I know these are long interviews, but I really, I really enjoy meeting people and having conversations and everybody has a story. Like Danny Pellegrino says, everybody, everyone has a story. That Kathy Lee Gifford song that he always plays. I really do believe that. Um, As this show progresses, 
we'll always do reality show stuff, but I hope you don't mind if we take these detours where I ask people about their lives and we maybe get a little, like can get a little sad at times or get a little fun. And, and I know I just like that blend. I want this to be like, I know like, oh, I don't care what you want to be. Just do it. I want it just to be like kind of a, this about life, how life can be funny and weird and, and sad. And I want it to be all of that. And that's why these are so long. So I want it to be kind of a roller coaster. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Ryan breaking in. I know this is weird audio and you just heard me whispering because it was like 2.33 in the morning and I didn't want to wake my neighbors, uh, no, my roommates. I'm on break at work. I haven't slept all night and I'm trying to finish this edit. So I had to cut a bunch of segments, a Kardashian set. I I cut a bunch of segments because this is way too long, but I was just having such a good time talking to Janet. How can you not, you know, you get a find all the behind the scenes stuff. So I hope you guys like that. And I'm going to finish up the episode with this sad song, but thank you guys. Um, thank you. I don't know why I did this. So tonight I'm giving you a little bit of a two for Tuesday since it is Tuesday. We're going to do a double song, um, because I'm highlighting an artist that I am very deeply in love with that I, you know, grew up listening to when I was a kid and he is always, you know, he's one of those musicians that always sticks with me. His name is Elliot Smith. Um, you guys might know him because he did the Goodwill Hunting soundtrack and he was nominated for an Oscar um, for that, um, for one of his songs in that movie. Unfortunately, he, he killed himself. He stabbed himself in the heart, which is just um, an insane way to go. Um, but regardless of that, his songs had such deep feeling in them. And, and the song I'm about to play, I'm going to play you two. And I could play, I could, you know, this is what I want to do, you guys. Like, I want to be silly and all that stuff. But like, I would like, sometimes when I'm talking, I picture like we're all in a room and you know, like you've had a couple drinks or, or just you're, we're not. And you're, you're all in a room and you're sharing songs with each other. Like I love nights like that where you're like, Oh my God, have you heard this? And you explain to somebody why, why you like it. I love those moments. And this is what I feel like this is, is like I picture everybody, like we're all chilling and I put some music on and like, Oh, you got to check this out. And then somebody else puts a song and I'm like, Holy shit. That's amazing. To me, sharing music is spiritual almost. And I know this is like, I, I saved me getting super weird and, and emotional at the end of the show. But like, to me, music is everything. So I love, I love I love sharing it. I love, you know, maybe one of you guys hasn't heard this and it means something to you. So this first one is called Between the Bars. And I'm just going to read you some of the lyrics and I'm not going to break it down like top man. This is very serious. The lyrics are drink up, baby, stay up all night with the things you could do. You won't, but you might. The potential you'll be that you'll never see. The promises you'll only make. Drink up with me now and forget all about The pressures of days do what I say and I'll make you okay and drive them away. The image is stuck in your head. People you've been before that you don't want around anymore that push and shove and won't bend to your will. I'll keep them still. Drink up, baby. Look at the stars. I'll kiss you again between the bars where I'm seeing you there with your hands in the air waiting to finally be caught. Drink up one more. Okay, so I'm going to play this now, and then I'll talk to you guys right after, okay?
from the album Either Or, which was from 1997. Wow. 1997. It's a beautiful album. The whole album is amazing. Um, then, I think around 1999, he was signed to DreamWorks label. Um, they had like a, a music label. They signed him and he released an album called XO. And XO still was really a brilliant album. It really was. But it made his sound bigger. And the song I'm about to play you um, has some horns in it. Uh, the percussions, it's just a bigger, brighter, fuller sound. And it's a little more, you could even say cheerful, but that's, that's hauntingly deceptive. Because listen to the lyrics. There's a lyric in here to me that is so beautiful. And it's one of those lyrics I'll sing to myself if I'm just like walking down a street by myself. And the lyric is... Uh, uh, in the place where I make no mistakes, in the place where I have what it takes, I'm never going to know you now, but I'm going to love you anyhow. Think about that. I'm never going to know you now, but I'm going to love you anyhow. And so this song is called Waltz Number 2, and I'm going to leave you guys with this. This is Elliot Smith. This is his musical Live Forever. So I love this guy. I hope you guys like him. This always makes me sad, and this song sad in a good way. Um, so listen to this, and I'll talk to you guys on Friday. Um, thank you for, for joining with me in this and, and, and trying to put up with me doing something new. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Remember, Friday is Bachelor Fridays, and it's not just Bachelor, guys. I do a lot of different segments, and I'm going to tell a really insane Bailey blunder on Friday. It just keeps going. Okay, I love you guys. Bye.
Thank you to our sponsor, Hulu. Their new reality series, Vanderpump Villa, is an unfiltered portrait of what it is like to work in the glamorous French countryside while striving to impress Lisa Vanderpump. As guests arrive for their lavish vacation, the Vanderpump Villa staff are pushed to their limits, ready to cater to every whim, all the while dealing with rivalry, romance, and misadventures. Watch new episodes of Vanderpump Villa every Monday, now on Hulu. Betches.